Thanks. The order breakfast at the McDonald's drive-thru. Tell yourself you'll wait to eat it at work, but it smells way too good. So you eat it right there in the McDonald's parking lot meal. There's a meal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, get any size iced coffee for 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with your favorite breakfast sandwich or one of our tasty bakery treats. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Blog Talk Radio. Tonight, we have Renee Hamilton with us, and Renee Hamilton is out of Canada, and he is the uh, owner of Inner Soul and um, creator of Inner Soul Technology, and I'm going to let him explain to you what is Inner Soul Technology. Greetings, uh, Renee Hamilton. How are you doing this evening? 
Hi there, Beverly. I'm doing perfect. Thank you. Can you hear me fine? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, great. Great, great. great. Yeah, glad to be back. Definitely. Thank you. Always a pleasure to have you back with the information that you enlighten us with. But before we get into the information, can you tell us what is in is inner soul technology? What is that about? Yes, uh, inner soul technologies is, um, um, I guess you could say, <clears throat> in a very simple way, is uh, we have uh, developed a, a method or a, um, I guess you could say, a method in which we're able to concentrate. Uh, pure positive electrical life force, much uh, concentrated in it and have it resonate like a radio station um, broadcasting to uh, human bodies, to animals and pets, to um, to any life form. Um, our products broadcast like a radio station of a, of a very high level of harmonic um, Energies, you could say, or consciousness, and what this, what happens is um, kind of like a uh, a magnifying glass. When you put a magnifying glass uh, in front of the sun on a hot summer day, you can create a, a little laser beam of hot energy. Uh, so, so it's basically concentrating the energy that's already freely available. So, much like our products well do the same thing. We really are concentrating the pure positive life force, the electrical energy that powers life itself, and we're able to um, have that energy move through our products and radiate from our products, kind of like a radio station broadcasting this energy. And so these energies affect everyone differently depending on on the person. Uh, So we have a lot of different products, pendants and bracelets and uh, Power plates, um, patches that you put on your cell phone and TV, computer, and patches to put on, put, put your, near your water that changes the, um, the energetic structure of the water as well, mm-hmm. and uh, things for your vehicle as well that improve uh, the efficiency of your vehicle. Uh, the world's fastest way to improve your vehicle's performance is, takes about 30 seconds. Okay. So we got lots hmm. of the products that I, I create, and this is all... Um, comes out of my teachings, which is uh, how to explore these other dimensions that exist right here in front of us right now. And um, this is really bringing that knowledge and that wisdom from the other dimensions forth here and sharing this new type of technology um, that's light-based and vibrational-based. So this is where all the uh, everything I'm going to talk about tonight is going to is going to come come from is this these other worlds that really uh, are the, I guess, the backdrop of this dimension, sort of like behind the physical world, there are other worlds that are sort of making things happen here. And if we don't know that there's other worlds making things happen here in the physical world, we're going to be confused as to where things are are coming from or how things are happening. You know, mm-hmm. so when we when we're able to pull back the veil and see how this reality is being constructed behind the scenes, then a lot of our misconceptions, a lot of our illusions and beliefs, and just flat-out false ideas will be exposed, and then we can start fresh again with the truth that works, 
rather than having a whole a whole lifetime of baggage of false information that's really is not um, getting us to that state of inner, um, I guess, inner wisdom, where the average person. So, so you're saying that? So you're saying we don't have to go to other planets and out of space? We have different worlds, different dimensions right here on this planet. Yeah, I mean it's it's even beyond that. It's every I guess everywhere at every moment there are infinite dimensions to experience at every at at every moment. Like there's your mind or your 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 imagination literally spread out all over creation right now in this exact moment. It's just that um, we don't recognize that. So we we only see one channel of reality. Let's just say that reality itself was a television that had infinite channels to choose from. Let's just say that's what reality is. Let's just say that Earth reality we have here is us mm-hmm. all being on channel one. Okay, there's zillions and zillions of other channels, we're just stuck on channel one. That's it. That's what's happening here. When really there's infinite channels, just like switching the channel, changing the channel. Once you learn how to use your imagination and mind and understand what we are, then it's like then it's more like switching the channel. Okay? Whereas okay. right now we're like stuck. We're we are stuck on channel one. There's no way to get out of it. That's it. It's end of story. Once we start to understand how we, what we are, what our capabilities are, what our potential is, then we can see the full potential of this television and say, whoa, I thought there was only one channel. Now you kind of zoom out. And it's kind of like when you, when you zoom out of those um, uh, television production rooms, you see all those televisions on the wall, you know? Right. Um, kind of like that. It's kind of like zooming out and seeing zillions of channels of experiences happening and you and you have access to all of it. Like it's not that you're just viewing these these experiences from a distance, kinda of like a ghost, you know, spying on someone. Mm-hmm. The whole experience itself you are. You're you're the whole mm-hmm. experience. You're everyone in the room, you're the plates, you're the fork, you're the paintings on the wall, you're you're the other dimensions behind the physical you're, I mean it goes from being uh, from observing reality, like looking at it and sort of interacting from with reality from the outside to being that which is being interacted with. And you do that through your imagination. Well, it's not really doing that. It's really what's already happening. We're just not aware of what's happening. So right, right mm-hmm. now, there's... There's more happening to reality than we than we think, right? Mm-hmm. Do you agree? And there's more yeah, to you. I agree. And there's more to you than you think about yourself. Like whatever opinion you have about yourself or beliefs, you know there's more to you than that, right? Yes. Yeah. So what I'm saying is really intrinsically is there's there's 
infinite amount of happenings happening right now in every direction. And we are only aware of literally one molecule of that. If that, that's, that's even an overstatement. We're, we're simply not aware of everything that's going on right now or what's happening or how it's happening or what even is real or unreal. That, you know, we're just pretty, pretty much clueless. So this is about, what I'm going to speak about is how, this, how we became clueless, what is, what is the true nature of what's actually happening right now. If, if, if we're seeing such a small portion of, ha- of what's happening right now, what is really happening outside of that small portion? That's what I'm going to talk mm-hmm. about. Like what, well, what is inside of our little window of, of reality? So we can sort of get a, a reference point for what we're dealing with here, you know, on some level. So um, mm-hmm. because we are so accustomed to hearing the same stories on TV and from friends and family and, you know, the media, we don't really get a, a, a lot of um, information that exists outside of that same narrative, right? And mm-hmm. so having that information uh, allows new doors to open, new imaginations, new ideas, um, new, rea- new realizations. So that's what I'm going to be doing is really just... Um, uh, attempting to zoom out and show a bigger picture of the whole situation of what reality is. So we can say, oh, wow, it's my little uh, viewpoint. There's there's always a bigger room. I kind of uh, think of it this way. Think of a, if you have a fish in an aquarium in your room and you love that fish, this is your uh, your room and the fish has been there since since birth. So the fish is swimming around, swimming around for, you know, five years or two years or whatever, and one day it's, it decides spontaneously it's going gonna, it's gonna to see if there's something more, you know, to reality than what is, than what is currently experiencing. And it, it's trying to find a way out of the aquarium. And one day the, the fish ends up jumping out of the aquarium. It builds up enough strength, realizes that there's a completely bigger room that exists outside of that aquarium that now the aquarium looks small compared to what it looked like before. And now this fish realizes, whoa, reality is bigger than I I thought it was. And then if you think about it in that analogy, we can even zoom out of that room and there's, that room is in a bigger room and that, and then that room, boom, is in a bigger room and bigger room and bigger room. So think of that analogy as, as, as dimensions of awakening. We are, we are mm-hmm. seeing that reality is always bigger than we thought it was in each moment. And each step of awakening is like, whoa, this is more than I thought it was. This is bigger than I thought it was. So we're always um, expanding our perception or widening our viewpoint. Um, and that's what this higher awareness is about. Okay? If so- aware of... So the higher awareness is to be more aware, to be greater perspective, bigger perspective, less limited perspective. So, so this the, is the problem is the problem is that we are limited because we have 
had limited information and limited knowledge and wisdom that was given to us or shown to us. Is that what well, it is? I would say that's the reason why uh, why we are limited. I would say that's one aspect of the illusion, if you, if you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, because we all know, we all know within ourselves when we are telling the truth and when we're telling a lie. We don't have to go to school to learn that. We know. We know when we're telling the truth and we know when we're lying. And no amount of drugs or alcohol can defeat that. That's just, that's right into our DNA. Everyone. And, and this is so because no one likes to be lied to. Even if you're the worst criminal on earth, you still don't like to be lied to. So that's an indication that we have a built-in bullshit meter within ourselves. Even the most terrible person who we can think of, not that they actually are terrible, but just hypothetically. Um, so we all, we all know right from wrong in terms of truth from a lie, and we all know um, that when we are lied to, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good because we, at our core of our being, we are truth. So when someone lies to us, it's like offensive to our very being. And that's just built into everyone. It's, it's naturally built in. So clearly that's an indication that that deception is sort of abnormal, um, an, an, an abnormal energy. So if we were to follow this truth within ourselves fully, entirely, and value this, we would be continually piercing through uh, illusions or self-deception or information deception, uh, seeing the strings of truth in every moment through all of our life. The reason why we don't see the truth in every moment of life on, on greater and greater levels as, as each day moves forward is because we're not interested in truth 100% of the time. Sometimes a lot of people don't want to face the truth. They want to be distracted by fantasies, by pleasures, by uh, denial, by illusions. Um, and, and we have the freedom to do that. So a lot of the ignorance on earth is, is not that someone is keeping information from us because we, as infinite creators, our, our own will, our own interest in truth brings tr- truth to us. We don't have to even look for it. It simply shows up. So it's not like truth is being held back from anyone. It's just simply there's so much distraction here, so many choices, so many uh, stories, so many uh, uh, deceptions and lies that we get confused as to what the truth is and what the truth is not, and we end up forgetting that this we have this built-in meter within us, this built-in bullcrap meter. We, we, we end up ignoring that or denying that or forsaking that. We, we might say, hey, you know, I can make a quick $80,000 if I just, you know, set this guy up at work and get him fired, and, you know, blah, 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 you know, some sort of shady... Uh, circumstances that we 
participate in in order to get financial gain or sexual gain or power gain, these sort of um, non-integrous motivations and actions really um, start to cloud our perception. They, they, They bring us out of truth and put us in a false reality, almost like a how a schizophrenic is walking around downtown muttering to himself and talking to himself, that's mm-hmm. a similar reality that those who are deceptive eventually find themselves living into. Um, the greater deception, the greater the delusion, the greater the, self, the self-delusion. So the delusion gets, gets so deep that the person's soul is lost in a, completely lost in a false world almost like how someone is on stage at a hypnotist. And even though their eyes are wide open and they're walking and talking on stage, they're still hypnotized. They're still under hypnosis. So we think as a, you know, in North American society that, oh, if your eyes are open and you're talking and walking and you're an adult who has wife and kids and a good job, there's no way I could be hypnotized. There's no way I who I'm a good, stable citizen, you know, good job, girlfriend, good job. There's no way I could be hypnotized. But we've all seen people hypnotized with their eyes wide open on the hypnosis stage. So if we don't even know how hypnosis operates, the average person, how do we know we're not even under hypnosis? How do we know that that hypnosis isn't part of our reality? And a majority of people I talk to have no clue how hypnosis works. They just don't know. And this is one of the basic, um, uh, most elemental, um, or I should say, the most basic functions of the mind, um, is one of them is, is, is hypnosis. It's one of the most, I guess you could say, easiest methods to control someone. It's much easier to hypnotize someone than to physically control them or to um, try to enforce laws on them or anything. This is, hypnosis is way easier than all that because it's done uh, on a subtle level of reality or a psychic level of reality. It's done on a non-physical level per se. So that's where this where I'm going to talk about today is is how there's something called, and this name isn't like uh, out there in the world. I'm just using this, this, this phrase in order to put a framework around what I'm going to talk about tonight. So what okay. I'm going to talk about is called the cult of false origins. The cult of false origins. That's not actually a name of a cult. It's just something that I've created to put this into context. And it's all going to make sense once I start talking about this. So the okay. cult of false has seized control of the minds of, cre- of souls here, seemingly, and of most of what, the, of what we call the earth. So, cult of false origins. So, I want to talk about a little bit about hypnosis and how it operates and how, how we are influenced by it. And it's part, it's part of our everyday life, and we don't even realize it. And I don't mean just a small part. I Probably about 99% of everyone's daily life is happening inside of a hypnotic 
trance program. And a lot of people right now are like, what? There's no way I'm in a trance. I'm, I'm awake right now. I'm talking. I'm, I'm sober. Even that, even that dialogue right now that they just spoke, and even that we're speaking right now, is happening inside of a, a hypnotic trance. But I will explain this trance. And it's once you understand it, everything will start to make so much sense. Wow. Okay. So here we go. So throughout throughout our day, each of us walks around, and we are always identifying objects and uh, events and people and scenery with our mind. We're like we're walking to a, a mall, and we see, uh, you know, a Ferrari car, you know, raffle ticket, oh, buy a ticket for a Ferrari. And in our minds, we say, oh, that's a Ferrari, that's a rare car, blah, 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 it's worth all this money. And everything we're looking at in the stores or even in the food court, we have this storyline attached to each object. Let me give you an example. If we're walking through a supermarket, and you see some, and you see an orange, you know, a big uh, pile of oranges. You're gonna say, "Oh, in your mind, you're gonna say, oh, those are oranges,' or those are oranges,' or there's gonna be, there's gonna be some sort of uh, verbal dialogue in your mind, or some sort of impression or story attached to those oranges. Like those are oranges, and oranges are growing on trees, and trees get the oranges from sunlight. And there's some sort of story attached to each image that we're looking at, much like when you see a pair of you know, Nike shoes or Air Jordan shoes, or when you see a cross, like a like a Christian cross, then you have a, mm-hmm. a story, right? Everything we're looking at, there's, there's always a story attached with it. So this story is sort of like the information about what I'm looking at. So I'm looking at an orange, I say, oh, that's an orange, and an orange does this and does that, and this, this. So it's kind of like a, you're like a walking dictionary. You're like, labeling everything, recalling the data on that, you know, trying to piece it all together, trying to trying to fit all this information together into a story that makes sense to you. Okay? Because mm-hmm. if someone was to, you know, suddenly drop some, you know, LSD in your water and you were going to go to the supermarket, things may get all sorts of crazy on you and you may not be able to make sense of the story. Like it may, it may get all jumbled up, you see? So how we interpret reality makes all the difference because we could be seeing the same event happening, happening but have totally different interpretations of it. So which interpretation right. is correct and which one is incorrect? Or is there a correct one or an incorrect one? So what's... Now we're going to start to talk about logic, and I'm just going to speak about pure logic, how to think, how to think. It's not like when we're in junior high school or elementary or high school that there's a course called How to Think 101. Like, there's no course out there telling you how to think the principles of logic that are really pinning it down and us learning through about this while we're growing up. This, this isn't taught in school through those, through, those, through those first high school years, primarily. So the average person is left to 
gather their own ideas and opinions and conclusions or their own operating system of how they're going to go through life. We just have to sort of restyle it, you know, just sort of go out there in the world and figure it out on your own. So along this way, we, we, we develop our own method or understanding or beliefs or ideas or perceptions of reality. Now, it's come to my attention that a lot of people, seemingly, um, do not seem to actually research or verify these ideas they have about reality. They simply don't even research it. They simply don't even, they have not gathered this information on their own accord. They've simply heard it, looked at it, believed it, memorized it, but not with any personal verification. Okay? So we have a lot of people going through daily life who believe stories and ideas about reality that they've never even tested, verified, uh, to see if these are valid, true, or... Um, have any uh, logic to them whatsoever. And one of the issues is is that everyone who has a human body has all rights given to them naturally by, by source itself. And on Earth here, there seems to be a lot of different bodies and shapes that have different understandings of the reality. And these different understandings of reality are in conflict with other people. And so we have this crazy situation in which um, we have opposing viewpoints of reality and we all have to live together within this world. So there's a big illusion that is swept over all of creation here. Um, I would, I would say the human, you know, humans of, of creation. And this illusion is so massive, it's virtually undetectable. Virtually undetectable. It's, it's the highest level of what you would call black magic that is, that is out there. So, this is, and I say black magic is, an, it's not a negative, it's not a bad thing. It's just the opposite of what we would call white magic simply taking the universal life force and bending it towards a self-serving agenda. Okay? So this is called the false origins. And the false origins has enslaved almost every single human being on Earth, bar none. Other than other newborns, everyone is locked, locked into this. And the false origins is, is that you... And everyone out there, we all believe that we were born in the past. Okay? Everyone says, oh, I was born here, I was born there, and, you know, whatever year that was. Um, yet that's, that cannot be true. And I'll tell you why it can't be true. And all we need to do is ponder on this idea and verify it for ourselves in just mere seconds if we're really interested. So, 
The false origin is that every moment is always brand new. So every moment of life, this is, this is a, a law of the universe. Every moment of life is always brand new, always brand new. It's never not brand new. That means it's always been brand new and it's never been anything else. Every moment of life is always brand new and always changing. That's just the way it is. It's always brand new and always changing. So we think we're born in the past. How can we be born in the past if every moment is always brand new and changing? In order for the past to exist, that would mean there has to be something other than newness happening. But there is not anything happening other than newness. Do you agree that every moment of life, this is brand new, it's just a... Like a, like a, like a newness happening. Yeah, but most of us is not there. We mostly in the past or the future. Sure, but but with with regardless of with the past or future, our mind is in the past or future. Every moment of life is 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 brand new. Like that's yeah. what, that's what is what is allowing you to hear my new words in each moment. Like there's there's a new. And add a sort of a, a succession of of frames of, of of images, if you want to call it. Yeah. So, so a lot of people have not noticed that there is something called newness or the now. They dis. We're talking people who have jobs, kids, you know, whole shebang, whole life get got their life together, have not noticed, have not noticed that there's something called the now. They have not noticed that there's something called newness. They have not noticed that there is no past. This is about paying attention to reality. Okay, this is about you. And, I, and, I, and when I say you, I'm talking to everyone in the world here. You paying attention to what's happening right now. Not Ten minutes from now, not in the book, not after I watch the DVD. Just stop whatever you're doing and pay attention to what's happening right now. Okay? That's what it's about. The more we can pay attention to what's happening right now, not the past, not the future, not in the book, not on television, just stop everything and just pay attention to what's happening. Then we, then we will be able to see clearly what is taking place right now. Okay, we we don't need to memorize it because it's always happening right now. The truth is always happening right now. So we don't need to memorize anything. We don't need to do a, a special exercise. Just pay attention to what's happening right now. It's very difficult for some people to pay attention to what's happening right now because within one second flat, their mind goes back to worrying about the past, worrying about the job, worrying about what they look like, worrying about how much money they got, worrying about where they're going to get sex next, worrying about where they're going to get drugs next. The mind is just like a wild lion running loose in their head. They cannot even pay attention for more than a few seconds at a time, to the now moment, that is. So what it is said, you know, this is a very relative scale in, in a very sort of generalized scale. It is said the first step of enlightenment is to keep your mind clear or focused on the now for nine seconds. You can keep your mind focused clear on the now, on the, on the clear of any stories, any sort of future past, just 
non, not judging anything, just totally blank for nine seconds, first step of enlightenment. But a lot of people can't even do that. Just with, within one second, their mind is busy. Second step, if you can keep your, your mind clear, focused on the now, for 17 minutes, second step of enlightenment. Third step, if you can keep your mind clear on the now for one hour, fourth step of enlightenment, third step. And then, you know, four hours, five hours, just keep on going up and up. So what that means is, is keeping your mind, keeping your attention focused on the newness of every moment, not the oldness. The oldness is things you, you know, okay? Things you know, like, oh, what did I eat yesterday? Or, oh, where did me and my girlfriend go for dinner? Or just it's, it's something that you've already memorized. That's the oldness, okay? The newness is something that's unknown, like, like a, opening a, a, a gift. Like it's unknown. The newness is, is the unknown. It's something that you don't know. That's what makes it new. So to focus on the unknown is so difficult for some people because they're so attached to what they do know. If you're so attached to what you do know that you cannot take your attention away from that, then there's no way you're ever going to know anything beyond that. There's no way you'll ever explore beyond what you think you know. Because Hey, you are attached to it. So if I have an idea about life, um, anything, I believe in God. I believe that, you know, Fords are better than Chevys. Whatever you believe, that will be the end of your seeking because you already believe it. There's, you're not seeking. You're not looking any further. You're not exploring any further. You have your beliefs. End of story. What else is there to explore? This is one of the symptoms of a false of the false origin. The false origin is a is basically a a belief system that we think ourselves and objects and other people, whatever you want to, whatever's in your reality, we think these things come from the past and and they come from separate places. Now, this is a total illusion, a total illusion that has just gripped everyone, period. So, if we look at life right now, like right now in this moment, the source of life is coming from the newness of every moment. Do you agree that that in every moment, life is showing up it's just showing up right yes yes okay life is just showing up right now boom 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 and yeah. everything in that in this nowness whatever it is whatever's showing up it, it's self-powered like the now is self-powered it's powering itself like it's it doesn't need batteries life life doesn't need batteries to work it's just showing up okay mm-hmm. so source of all newness. This is a source of all change. This is a source of all perception. The newness, the nowness is a source of everything. There's nothing outside of that source. There's nothing outside of the newness. Okay? So the moment we place our attention upon ideas of oldness, any idea of oldness, 
Okay? That means any idea um, that there's aging, okay, like, hey, I'm 42 years old. That, that idea right there is taking my consciousness out of the source of life and putting it onto the non-source of life. The source of life is the newness and nowness of every moment, like, the, like right now, okay? That's the source of life. Like that's the source. So the moment I take my attention off of the source of life, now I'm putting it on the non-source of life, like something other than the source. And that would be the past. The past is not the source of life because the past doesn't even exist. It's, it's an illusion. So the moment I put my attention on the, on the past, all my life force that's coming from the newness of every moment is now being lost to the past. It's now being, uh, I guess, diverted to a world that doesn't exist. Now, let me just tell everyone this right now. The reason why the past does not exist is for one simple reason, and I know this is a, this is gonna be gut wrenching for some people. It's gonna be amazing for some people. Listen to this very, 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 very closely. I know the past seems like it exists. I know the memories seem real. I know your all the all the things you did in the past and people you met and jobs and you know. Lovers you had seems real. I know it does. But look at the logic of this. Here we go. The past is not real because there is simply no way to interact with the past. You cannot touch the past. You cannot taste the past. You cannot see the past. You cannot feel the past. You cannot cannot interact with the past. Why? Why can you not interact with the past? Because it's simply not here right now to interact with. It never was here. It's simply, there's no way to touch it. There's no, inter- there's no interaction ever. There's never, no one on earth, no one in any dimension ever that ever existed has ever had any interaction with something called the past. Because it's simply not here to interact with. So the belief in the past is simply insane. Sane to the maximum because no one's ever had any experience with it. None, ever. Not even for a fraction of a second because it's simply not here to interact with. Only the newness is here. Only now is here. The now and newness is not the past. It's not. So here we are believing in this world called the past. We're spending decades believing in some world that we've never touched, tasted, smelled, heard, had any, intra- any, any interaction with even once. And at the same time, we are ignoring the nowness and the newness that has always been here and fear. So that's pretty fascinating. So how did we, how do we think, how did we come to the conclusion that this world, the past, this world of the past even exists? How do we even, how do we even believe that idea without any evidence of its existence. Like, where's the evidence of the past? Oh, there's some, there's some videotapes with me when I was a kid. Really? Videotape is showing up in the now. It, it, it's showing up in the now. 
So how could that be evidence of the past? Which it's showing evidence of how I used to be. Well, that's you never used to be any other way because there's only the now. So what is the now? What is the newness? If the newness is all there is and the now is all there is, what is it? How does it work? How does it operate? What is its functions? What is the possibility? What does it do? What is this nowness? And are we are we separate from this newness or nowness? No, nothing is. Nothing is separate from this newness or nowness. So everything is this newness and nowness. And this newness and nowness is source. That means everything is source. Everything. There never was anything separate from source. That was just a fantasy created by some ideas of the past that there was something called separation, that there was other people, that there was something limited. So let's just discuss what the now is, what the newness is, what the nowness is, and, and, and what the properties of that are, if, they ha- if it has any. And then we will see what you are. We, will, we are going to find out right now on this phone call what you are. Straight up. You don't have to wonder anymore. You'll find out right now what you are on this phone. Okay. Okay. So every moment is brand new. Every moment is changing. We can see that happening. We can, we can witness that. We don't need to believe a religion to, to know that, to notice it. It's right there. Every moment is new and changing. That is a consistency we can always count on, period. Never have to worry about that. It's always there, always new, always changing. Okay. Everything is part of this newness. Everything is always changing. That means every part of life is always changing. That means life itself is a shapeshifter. Let me repeat. Life itself and everything included is a shapeshifter. And I don't mean shapeshifting sometimes. I mean it's only ever shapeshifted. There's never been a moment of non-shapeshifting. There's never been a a moment where life has been one object or, or being one thing. It's simply everything. Think of an ocean that is is crashing waves up and down, and this ocean is infinite. Imagine that as these waves crash up, shapes of human beings and animals and insects are all being formed just for a moment, and then they come crashing down into, back into the water, back into the infinite ocean. That's what life is like. It's like an infinite ocean of imagination. That's bubbling characters, bubbling you, bubbling me, bubbling the whole world. And then that bubble just full, full, uh, falls right back into the ocean. It never was separate. It only seemed like it was separate because we never actually looked to see if that idea was true or not. We just believed the idea without actually looking to see if it was true. Almost like you're let's say you have a son or a daughter and you, and you give them some money to go to the corner store to get some, some milk and eggs or some bread and, and milk, and you give them the money uh, and you assume that they went to the store to get the milk and bread. But you didn't actually see it happen. You didn't actually check, so you don't actually know whether it happened or not. So similar to us, we are, we are told we have a certain age. You know, you were born in 1964, blah, 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 blah. But does anyone actually 
can verify that on their own accord? No. So we just have to take someone else's word for it. Oh, I'm 43, I'm 28, I'm 49. That's nonsense. See, here we are going our whole lives thinking that we're, we're getting older each year. Yeah, each year you get older, your body's breaking down, your age 40 is downhill from there. We're just believing these stories without even verifying any of it. And, our, and because we're so powerful, our stories seem real. I mean, how many times have you had a dream that seemed real, that you were like, whoa, that's like insane, vivid? Tons of times. How many times have you assumed something, thought something was happening that actually wasn't happening? How many times have you thought someone went somewhere, but they didn't go there? I mean, tons of times we're always assuming things, and we think these assumptions are real. We think they're actually really happening. So we know we have the power to create realities within our own consciousness that are not true or not real or, or, or self-trickery. We know that. But somehow we're so confident that we have a good head on our shoulders and we are seeing reality correctly without even verifying or even questioning or challenging our own beliefs, ideas, or conclusions or opinions. I mean, we have all sorts of beliefs. How many people are actually playing, you know, uh, the antagonist, you know, and challenging their own beliefs. I mean, actually, people are actually, have dissected their own beliefs up and down to make sure they have perfect logic, perfect reasoning, no loopholes, no contradiction, fully every single belief you have in your mind. Take every belief you have in your mind, even beliefs about other things, you know, beliefs about oranges, beliefs about casinos, beliefs about rocks, every single belief you have about every single thing and put, the, put it all on paper in front of you and make a nice little flow chart and make sure all the logic for all those is all working correctly. There's no illogical uh, contradictions. All the logic works out. Nothing is in balance. Everything's working in harmony with each other. All the beliefs are all working in harmony with each other. I mean, how many people have ever done that? Maybe none. Maybe one person in all of history. I mean, seriously. So we have all these beliefs within our minds, random ideas about this, random ideas about that. And these are playing out in front of our eyes all day long. But how many of these beliefs have we actually um, verified? Probably none. So, so we're, here we are looking using these beliefs, we're using beliefs to navigate reality that we don't even know if they're even true or not. And then life is all jacked up for everyone on the world, and everyone's wondering why. Yeah, probably because you're willingly following a belief that you willingly haven't even even researched. I mean, that doesn't even make any sense. Yet, that's that's just what it is. I'm not going to say it's you know, it's a bad thing. It that's just the way it is. So that being said, we don't really have an instruction manual for the for the human mind. So um, back in two thousand and six, uh, after observing uh, life on the planet here, or whatever this is, or this dream world, whatever I call it, okay, I decided. I'm going to detail the inner workings of the mind and of our our reality to 
create a platform so we can observe our own selves uh, with greater greater clarity in a way that makes sense. So I started to put together you know, what's called the instruction manual, instruction manual for the human mind and soul, and that was in 2006. Mm-hmm. So later now, um, uh, all this is all coming together in a, 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 a nice little compilation, or so to speak, and uh, the illusions of our own psyche are now uh, being revealed um, simply by shining a light on it, simply by looking. So when we're talking about uh, spiritual energy and awakening and uh, the Holy Spirit and all these different things, what we're really talking about is awareness itself. Whatever we are aware of, there's a light. The awareness itself is the light. Let me give you an example of what I mean by that. This is really important for some people to, to grasp because there's a lot of mis- misconceptions about what awakening means or um, how our perception operates. So think of a, think of a, um, a film projector. It's shining a light at the movie screen. Let's just say that... <coughs> Let's just say that the, the movie is going to start uh, in a half an hour, but you are one of the you are one of the technicians, and you're just testing the uh, projector out beforehand. So you have no film in there. It's, it's just a white light shining on the screen. Okay. So think of that white light as awareness, like awakeness, like when you open your eyes in the morning and you're like, "Whoa, I'm I exist. I'm awake. I'm a." I'm alive. That light is that aliveness, like the recognition that you are alive. So that's just there for everyone. That aliveness, that light is just there for everyone. So now whatever images I place in front of that light is going to, that light is going to illuminate that image. Do you agree? Yeah. So, like, so as I am a film project, as a as a film projector, a film projector there, as I put a uh, a, a frame in front of that film, that frame is going to show up on the wall. The light, the light is going to push through the frame and show a picture on mm-hmm. the wall. Okay. So think okay. of each each thought you have, each thought as a picture that moves through the light of your mind and shows up on the wall, okay? Two, each thought. Put those thoughts into a belief system. So throughout the day, your belief systems, like what you believe, is is showing up on the screen of your mind. Everything that you think about yourself and reality is being displayed in front of you in a technicolor rendition that we call reality. What we call physical reality is your beliefs and ideas and imagination all combined displayed right in front of you on a screen, okay? It it is being displayed on a screen. Now, there is a screen, okay? There is a screen. The screen is Mm -hmm. real. The screen of life, the the screen itself is real, but what is being displayed is not real. Let me explain to you 
grand illusion. Here it is. Now, imagine that you are a film screen. Like at a movie theater, imagine that you are a, you are the screen, okay? No matter okay. what no matter what movie I play on that screen, no matter how violent, how crazy the movie is, it's never going to harm the screen. Do you agree? It's never been a what to the screen? I said no matter how violent... Okay, so we're going to start over again. Imagine that you were a movie screen, okay? Okay. The white, the white sheet, just a movie screen itself, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, that is you, that you are the screen. Now, no matter what movie, how violent it is, how bad it is, or whatever it is, no matter how violent the, the, the killing on the screen is, it's not affecting you. Do you agree? That, it's, you know, not, that is, it's not affecting me, but it's on my screen. I am the screen, but the projector is my thought. No? No. No, just okay. don't worry about the projector right now. Just okay, we haven't about, got to that. Okay. You are a screen, okay? Yeah. You are a movie. Whatever movie is being played on the screen can never harm you. Do you agree? Yes, yes, I agree. Okay, it's just it's just a light show showing up it's showing up light. on the screen. Okay, it's just, there's no real bullets hitting the screen, you know, or exactly you know gotcha. just a light show, okay? okay? Okay. As the as the screen itself, whatever's happening on the screen does not appear to be separate people or separate incidences. It just appears to be light moving back and forth from mm-hmm. the from the screen's perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From the audience's perspective, it would seem as though there's people on the screen moving around, you know, James Bond's chasing people down, shooting at them. It seems like there's real action, real life. It seems as though there's some real emotion in there. So people who are watching movies, we get... Uh, you know, we sit on the edge of our seats and we're all, uh, you know, emotionally involved in the movies. But once the movie's right. over, we can just get up and walk away and know that we're safe. Know, know that, hey, it was just a movie, right? Everyone's right. okay. It was hurt. So, from the perspective of the audience member, that what is what is on the screen appears to be separate people, like separate actors doing doing things. There appears mm-hmm. to be separation. But from the screen's perspective, there's no separation. It's all one light. All the images on the screen are coming from the same source. Okay? okay. Whereas when you're watching the movie, you see a Ferrari in the movie. You say, oh, that's a Ferrari. The Ferrari came from the Ferrari dealer. And then when you see a, you know, a, a McDonald's in the movie, you say, oh, that's McDonald's. McDonald's is this, but that, that. So we have all these... Um, uh, labels for things on the movie that seem to be separate. The origins okay. seem to come from different places. The Ferrari came from the Ferrari dealership. The McDonald's come from the McDonald's Corporation. Every character on the screen, when you're in the audience, appears to have a separate origin. Okay? Yeah. You follow me? I'm, I got you. 
And then from the screen's perspective, there's only one origin, and that's just the film projector. Right. Okay, so think of think of it like like this. Think of think of everyone on Earth thinking everyone else came from separate places. Um, but from the sun's perspective, from the sun in the sky, mm-hmm. it's it's light lights up everything. It's, it, it realizes that everything is coming from its own light, from one source. Okay, when you're watching television, it shows all these different people on TV moving around, doing things, car chases. It just, all these different characters on TV. But are any of these characters actually separate? No, it's all coming from one light tube, like a, an LED screen on your television. There's no, there's no actual okay. people there. There's no actual separation. There's no, there's, there's no separation. It's all coming from one source, okay? Okay? Is, so, it something like, is it something like when you, are, when you step out of a room and then you look at that room and the TV is on, all you see is the lights flickering? It's kind of like this. It's kind of like if you had a, if you had a, a, a school reunion, and you had 100 people from your school there, and you all got together for a school photograph, 100 people mm-hmm. in the photograph, okay? Right. Someone takes a Polaroid of that photograph. You look at the photograph, and it shows 100 people standing there along with a backdrop and, you know, whatever else. Mm-hmm. Is each one of those people separate, or is it all one image? One image. Exactly. All of life is one. It's one. It's not separate. Mm-hmm. Where was this, wherever is a separation between one object and another? Where's, where's the separation between one, between light, between light coming from you and light coming from me? If I can see you and you can see me, then mm-hmm. there's light. But where does the light end and begin? Where is the, where's the edge of one person and and the edge of another person begin. Where where does anything actually begin and end? Have you ever seen the beginning or ending of your own imagination? No. No. And do you agree that you're using your imagination to navigate reality? Yeah. Yeah. That's so have you ever you seen create. the beginning or ending of reality? No. No. So why <laughs> do we continue? So why do we think that we can see the beginning or ending of anything? And why do we think that anything is ever separate when we've never seen the beginning or ending of everything? Of anything? In fact, nothing, everything is always shape-shifting. Everything is always moving. If every moment is always changing, that means every moment is always moving. If every moment is always moving, how can you measure anything? It is impossible to measure something that's in motion. Not only only in motion, that's shape-shifting. How could you measure something that is shape-shifting? You can't. It's, it's in motion. That's why nothing on Earth is measurable. It's a joke. Nothing can be measured. In order to measure something, you would have to have an instrument to measure something. If every moment is always new, which it is, then you'd need a, a newness measure, a, a newness reader. You need something to measure or read newness. But we have mm-hmm. no device to do that because... We don't even know what's coming next. We don't know what tool would even could even be next to even 
measure something new. There's just there's no there's no way to measure newness. Okay, like right now is new, and right now is new. Can you measure that newness? Where where is the newness beginning and ending? We don't even know. We don't know where 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 each moment begins and ends. But we're here in each moment. So where do we begin and end? Where? If any, if if, we, if everyone was just to stop, take a look, stop everything you're doing, and just take a look. Where do you begin and end? Where are you? Okay, well, you, you have emotions for sure. So where do your emotions begin and end? You got a you got what seemingly looks like a body there in front of you. Where does that begin and end? Have you ever zoomed okay. in on on your an atoms and seen how far down you can zoom in? I mean, where does it begin and end? Okay, I could say, I, I I just had a new baby born in the family. We never seen this, this body before. Now, all of a sudden, one day, this body popped up. I could say in my mind, I'm saying, okay, this is the beginning of this new person. Okay. And that would be... Because I never seen uh, them before. Sure. But but what what would that be the beginning of? The beginning of change? Change is always happening. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Everything is change. So no matter what label you put on top of it, it doesn't change it doesn't Still, make a difference. Like, yeah. Make a difference. Everything is the same thing. Everything is the same thing. Constantly I know that's change. It's it's one it's one thing constantly changing. Can we can we confidently within our own self right now say that we know what anything is? How? Every moment's brand new and changing. Unlimited imagination. If if we have an unlimited imagination, then anything can be anything. Because all we have to do is change the imagination of what's happening. See, life is what we focus on. And how could it be any how could it be any other way? How could it be any other way? Life is what we focus on. Think of the fo- think of the focusing as a flashlight in a dark room. Okay? That's that's us. How could life be anything other than what we're focusing on? Because what we're focusing on is what we're seeing. Once you unfocus from something and put your focus somewhere else, then you're seeing something else. So life is simply us playing around with our focus. Hey, I'm going to focus here. I'm going to focus on, you know, on raves for the next, you know, couple of years. And, you know, I'm going to go to Spain the next couple of years. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go on the Internet. I'm going to go on the computer. I'm going to go on Facebook. I'm going to go do this. That. It's all about switching focus from one topic to another. But what if our focus becomes addicted to focusing on the same things over and over and over again? Then our, our perception of reality is going to become very limited. Because hey, we're not even we're not even seeing or experiencing anything new anymore. We're literally locked in our own matrix of a repetitive world that doesn't change. We have so what is the so so what what you're saying is that we the distraction is what interferes from like a lot of people say that they have goals and it's hard for them to reach their goals because of this and because of that. 
but really it's because they were distracted from their focus. Sure. It's it is it was it's because one is distracted from the now moment. Okay, there's there's only one mm-hmm. thing happening ever. There's only one thing ever happening. Okay? And that is the nowness or newness. That's it. That's the only thing happening. Okay? So anytime <clears throat> let me put it a, a better way. In the new right now, in this moment, I could I'll let me put it even better way. The power we have to affect reality is immediate. Okay? Now mm-hmm. a lot of people want to do mind over matter. And they want to move right. something with they want to move something with their mind. They want their mind to move matter. And I show people right. within seconds how to do mind over matter. But every single person I show it to, they're not impressed. They're not impressed because they had a misconception about what mind over matter was. So, do you agree that if you just close your eyes and, like, will physical matter to move with your mind, and if physical matter was the move, you'd be impressed, right? Yeah. Okay. All you have to do is close your eyes, and then will, okay, because closing your eyes, so your mind Mm -hmm. is going to will something physical to move, okay? Something Mm -hmm. other than the mind is going to move, something physical. So all you have to do is is use your mind to will your arm to pick up something. There you go. Your mind moved physical matter. That arm is physical matter. The arm is physical matter. Your mind made physical matter move. People will say, oh, that's that's not impressive. That's just me making my arm move. See? (laughs) That's the delusion. There is false perception that what you're looking at is your arm. You think, that's my arm. So you, so you think that your mind moving that was no big deal. That's just my arm. It's not just your arm. It's actually physical reality. Where, where is your arm separated from anything else? Where is your arm separate from the rest of physical reality? It's not. The reason why only your arm moves when you command it and not anything else is because you think you are only the physical body. You think I'm only this physical body, that I'm only this shape right here. If you were to realize you are all shapes, you are everything, then when you commanded anything to move, it would move because you have not excluded the rest of life. Right now we are hmm. excluding the rest of life. We say, I am the shape of this body and I'm not anything else. I'm not that guy, I'm not that dog, I'm not that mirror on the wall, I'm just this body and that's it. So, so your power of your influence seems to only be located within those bounds. So because we've labeled ourselves as these human bodies, our mind has bent reality into a state of perception in which we think we can only influence this body. So Much like some, an example, <clears throat> just say that I'm sitting in a room with, some more people or another person, and we are negotiating. And I want this person to agree to my terms. Uh, can, can I sit there and will that person? 
to agree to my turn? I mean, it's mine to mine. No, well, no. one has to realize what is real and what is not real first. Okay. So if we, if we are going through reality, like going through life, and we don't even know what's real or unreal, I think that's the first place to start before we start getting into um, more detailed explanations of how things work. Okay. So I'm just trying to create a, uh, an opening here for us to okay. framework what is true and what is untrue. And I always come back to every moment always being brand new. Because right. that allows us to have a blank slate. Think of like a painter. If a painter wanted to paint a brand new canvas, are they going to start off with a canvas that already has a painting on it, or are they going to get a, a brand new blank canvas? Brand new. So in every moment of life, every moment is a blank, brand new canvas that we can paint with our imagination and with our mind. Most people tend to be painting the same scenery over and over again. What do I mean by that? Well, each person, the average person, thinks about 60 to 90,000 thoughts per day. 60 to 90,000 thoughts per day. And as each of these thoughts rises within our consciousness, we see an image or a story accompanying that thought. So that means the average person's thoughts, 16 to 90,000 thoughts per day, like a movie streaming past their, uh, past their vision all day long. Now, the issue is that the average person has about 95% thoughts from one day to the next that are same. So each day, the average person has a 95% same reality playing out within their own consciousness. Now, that's because the average person is filled to the brim, filled to the brim with beliefs. And the issue with beliefs is beliefs don't want to change. Not only do beliefs not want to change, beliefs want themselves to be correct. Beliefs want to be right. Because beliefs want to be right, beliefs have an emotional investment in staying the same. Because to change would be to give up that right position. So beliefs have an emotional investment in not changing. So the more beliefs we have, the more we don't change. And in order to expand or have higher awareness, we need change. We need a greater perspective. We need a greater, wider viewpoint. But how can you have a greater, wider viewpoint if you don't want to change? You can't. Thus, the more beliefs we have, the more, and I'll just be honest, the more mentally disabled we become. For every belief you have, add a tick to, to mental disability. The more beliefs you have, the more mentally dis- disabled you are. And I mean disabled as in arrested, mentally arrested, arrested development. I mean, meaning you can't evolve, meaning you can't change, meaning you can't even see newness. Beliefs cannot even see newness. Think of that. 
think of the ramifications of that. If life itself is newness, life itself, the source of life, God, the heaven, whatever you want to call this ultimate state of being, the ultimate, the ultimate state of being everyone's looking for, that is 100% newness, is what every single belief is hell-bent on trying to prevent from happening. No belief wants newness. The, the belief wants its own self to be true, and, it's, and it, what it wants is a complicated list of all sorts of things. It has hopes, dreams, wishes, conditions, rules, punishments, rewards, all sorts of big laundry list of things each belief carries along with it and expectations that it wants and demands to be fulfilled. It, a belief has no room for randomness or for spontaneity. It has demands that it wants met according to very strict definitions that are written out within each belief's own operating system. So a belief is against newness, and, but newness is life itself. So every single belief in the world is anti-life, literally against life itself. Literally every single belief, though it doesn't matter what it is, is is. I guess symbolically against God. But God is not against belief. Even imagination is not against belief. But belief is against imagination because beliefs don't want anything outside of what it says. See, imagination is too big, too colorful, too wide, too... Imagination is too, too much newness, too much freedom for, for a belief. So belief has to say, no, that's too much freedom, too much, too much perspective. So you see, in any given moment, who has more perspective? A belief that can see the situation in only one way or your unlimited imagination who can look at that same situation in unlimited ways? Who has greater freedom? Who has greater perspective? Who has greater understanding? Clearly the imagination. Clearly the belief is there's no match. I mean... One perspective compared to unlimited, that's not even, there's, there's no comparison. So that's why the beliefs are trying to keep you away from your imagination. Because the moment you realize you have unlimited imagination, what, what need would you have for beliefs anymore? What, what could a belief offer you that imagination couldn't give you a zillion times better without any complications? In fact, once you get a belief, they're almost impossible to get rid of. It's like it's like a it's like a politician. Once you get a belief in office, you don't want to let go, man. I mean, you have to force it out of office. Every single belief you have, you just try and delete them. Try and delete all your beliefs right now. No way. You wouldn't even know where to start. You'd be like, what? What? Uh, uh. I mean, it's it's mind numbing to even think about letting go of all the beliefs. People would be like, what? That's not even possible. You'd have to be like Superman. You'd have to be like Jesus to let go of all your beliefs. Maybe that's what it takes, and maybe that's why only so few people actually enter the state of total awareness where they're, where they're seeing really clearly without any preconceived notions or conclusions or opinions being thrusted upon each and every moment. How are we supposed to see ourselves clearly or life clearly if we have all sorts of beliefs already set in place? We can't. It's impossible. So much like a child is seeing... Um, He's a, like a, maybe a milkshake for the first time. Milkshake is sitting there 
on the table at the restaurant, and that child doesn't know what it's looking at, just like in awe, just like, whoa, what is that? That child will continually use, use its imagination to wonder what it's looking at, always exploring, always, always being in a state of fascination as, as to what this object is. Until we take that object out of infinity and say, that's a milkshake, and you drink it, and you hold it here and drink through the straw, and that's it. That's all it does. And then suddenly that infinite magical wonder is gone. <clears throat> oh, that's it? I just drink it, and that's it? Yep, that's it, Tommy. Oh, okay. Suddenly all the magic's gone. Oh, it's just a, just a boring explanation. And that's what happens with all of our beliefs here. When we were children, we had amazing imagination. We used our imagination to communicate with our friends. We weren't talking about beliefs. We weren't talking about politics as children. We were, we were talking imagination. We weren't even talking. We were just playing with imagination. In fact, when we were children, we could see our friends' imagination, and they could see our imagination. Literally. But we just forgot that. So here we are playing in these imaginary worlds with our friends, and life's amazing, and life's super cool because we didn't have any beliefs to tell us what anything was. So we had unlimited imagination to just imagine forever. It was, like, totally amazing. But then these beliefs came and said, well, that's, you know, this is this and that's that, and you got to go to school and get, you know, get grade A marks and blah, blah. And all this wonder, all this infinite worlds just got sucked away. See, your imagination is infinity itself. So you're never separate from infinity you're just imagining you are separate from infinity. But that's how powerful your imagination is, that you can actually imagine that you're separate from yourself. You can actually imagine that you are separate from yourself. That's how powerful your imagination is, and that's what happens. We are unlimited imagination, but we somehow imagined that, that we weren't. And then we said, oh, I'm not unlimited imagination. I'm actually, you know, Ted Rivers and... I grew up in this street and this avenue and this and this and this and that. And this is all just a dream, a dream of limitation. Because all we have to do is pull our awareness back to the now moment and realize we have unlimited imagination. And all of our stories about ourselves and others are just part of our imagination because we have unlimited imagination. That means it's not sitting there dormant. That means it's actually right now active, all of it. And I don't mean it's sitting there active, just not being used, I mean, your whole reality right now is your imagination. Everything you're touching, tasting, smelling, hearing, every, all of your senses are happening inside of your imagination. Not outside your imagination, inside your imagination. In fact, the physical nervous system is not even what is giving you sensation. It's your imagination that is your nervous system. The physical body does not contain the nervous system. The nervous system is contained within your imagination. This is why if you had trauma when you were younger or beautiful memories when you were younger, how you could reflect on them and feel the same emotions and feel the same joy or sorrow over and over and over again, just as real as when it happened that first time. How would that be possible if our imagination was not able to create this, these images and sensations and memories? Clearly, our imagination is running our entire reality. So what are beliefs? Beliefs are imagination that has been caught on repeat, kind of like a record caught skipping. 
It's just a chunk of image, a, ch- a storyline that got caught on repeat cycle. That's it. Because once you stop repeating that story, where is it? It's, it's nowhere. Clearly. Clearly thoughts come and go out of our consciousness. So no thought can be real if the thought itself is temporary. If the thought itself is temporary, how can anything it says be real? It can't. Because the temporary doesn't even know what real is. The temporary does not know what real is. Because it's, it's never been real. It's never been permanent. The realness is the permanence. You are permanent. You are eternal. The witness is eternal. You are, you are eternal awareness that's not moving, just this, this unchanging awareness. And everything in front of you is changing. You're like, you're, you are non-change, watching change, 24 hours. You are this eternal awareness, presence, watching change happen. The issue is, is that when we identified with being the change, with being the temporary, like the physical body is temporary. It's just like... It's like a plant growing out of the ground from a, from a seedling, growing into a beautiful flower, and then wilting away. It's the exact same thing. The physical body starts with a seed, grows into this mature body, amazing, you know, to change the world when you're in, your, in your life, and then slowly that body will change over time. So when we identified our being, when we as eternal awareness, identified ourselves as that physical body, that's when problems started. Because now we're being something that we're not. That was the birth of the ego. That was like the birth of physical reality. Many people think the ego is having an obnoxious attitude or being, you know, vain or arrogant. That is not the ego. The ego is the appearance of the physical body and of this world. The appearance of this world and the physical body is the ego. This whole reality is the ego. Not something in this reality, not an attitude you hold while you're here. The physical body, you thinking, hey, I am this physical body. I am in this world. Look at all these things and people and places. That is the ego. That is a, an adventure in the ego. The ego is the false identification. That means that is what you're not. Yet, it is what comes from you. So basically, you are like an invisible dreamer. You are an invisible dreamer. And because you are unlimited, you wanted to experience what it feels like to be limited. So you, in your infinite higher self, unlimited imagination, dreamed up or believed into existence an idea that you were a physical body, human being here on Earth. So right now, in this moment, right now, this awakeness that you are is the dreamer. You are the dreamer of what you see happening in front of you. This is a dream. You, you may be taught your whole life that it's real, that what you see is real. It's a physical world is real. I assure you this is not real. It is a, it is a hallucination. So you mean 
This is this is how powerful your imagination is. It's this is it. Boom, right there in front of you. So you you mean that me me holding this phone, listening to you now, is an illusion? Yes, it's real and unreal. It's real because it's it is um, it is an experience. Yet it is unreal because the experience is not, um, it's not happening. How should I say? It's not happening because we're viewing the world right now through the eyes of separation. Like, like I am separate from you, and then you are separate from Janet, and there's the building over there and the car over there. There's, there's, there's mm-hmm. this space, labels and definitions separating everything. Mm-hmm. So that illusion is that, yes, Things are happening. It's just not happening the way we think it's happening. Mm-hmm. So, so once you because this because you're dreaming this, it's like a dream. It's not real. Okay, that's what it's like. It's kind of like in your sleep, you get hit by you know you know um, you know a bullet or you know something, and when you wake up, you're like, hey, good thing I was dreaming because. You know, I'm not hurt, you know? So this right now, this right now, you're lucid dreaming, okay? Like you, everyone really needs to pay attention really close. Right now is the lucid dream. This is it. This is it. Everyone's like, I want a lucid dream. Don't. You don't need to look for it. This is it. Start to examine this dream world. This is a dream world. It's made up out of, how should I say this, um, Photon particles, the photon particles are coming from you. So the physical body you, you see in front of you is coming mm-hmm. out of you, coming out of you, okay? It's, it's part of your creation. Your mind, your mind right now is unlimited. It's literally unlimited. So, so when but, you see people that's disformed and crippled and, and might have been born that way, or had an accident. That all came out of their creation. Everything. Everything comes out of out of the invisible. Okay, so you are the invisible aliveness. Like you are alive. You are life. Okay, just concentrate on that. You are life. Life is life. Life will never be anything other than life. It, life can never be dead. It can never be injured. You are simply the source of all form, all shape, all sound, all manifestation. Okay? You are the source. You are the awakeness. You are the aliveness. You, with your infinite imagination, are imagining everything that you think you are experiencing. Because you are the one giving the meaning and labels and definition to each moment. That labeling, the definition, the defining, the uh, the believing is an act of creation. Where, because you are alive, you are a life giver. You, everyone has to understand the the power here. You are a life giver. Ever you place your attention, comes alive. Okay. Just like when you place your on fear, what happens? It gets bigger. 
When you place your attention on on nurturing your, your child, what happens? The child gets healthier. When you place your attention on on becoming the world's best swimmer, what happens? You become a better swimmer. Whatever you place your attention on, it grows. It grows. Do you know what that means? It doesn't mean it gets energized. Oh, you got to do a boost of energy. No, it actually grows. You are growth. You are life. If you put your attention on your on your health, what's going to happen? It's going to get better. It's going to grow. It's going to flourish. We are. We are magic. We are magic. Hello. Kaboom, man. Wow. That's it. I mean, oh, my God. Hmm. Right now, you could just say, I want to be the world's best gardener. You could drop everything right now, go to the library, and just start, put literally your entire soul into this. And guarantee, in the next few years, we'd, we'd be hearing about you. You got to hear about this amazing gardener out of nowhere. She's out of nowhere. Beverly, oh, my God. You just put all your energy there. That's, that's about you. You are controlling life force. You're not just a human. You are controlling the force of life itself. That's why when you have fears, they're so scary because you're literally, you brought them to life. This is your own demon. You right. have power, your attention. If you took your attention away from it, there would be no fear because you wouldn't be looking at it. It would be nothing to look at. Mm-hmm. Attention mm-hmm. is life, man. I mean, we're living. We we are the gods, man. Like, beyond gods. Even, even the idea of gods is less than what we are because we are beyond well, we ideas. Really are. Wow. We are beyond ideas. We are beyond belief. We are beyond concepts. That's why... Here we are thinking, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm such a crappy mother today. I didn't do this bad. Like, what? That, that story, there's, there's a story happening in front of you. It looks like a human body. So there's this body that looks like it's happening in front of me. And, and when we think we are that storyline of that body character there, that's when we lose awareness of, uh, that we are the awareness watching the body. So there's this body there in front of us, and we're watching it. We're watching this body go through life. Body gets hungry, you got to eat. Body has desires. Body likes this person, wants, wants to date them. Body wants to go here, work out, do this, that. Just watch the body. Watch the body's mind. Watch the body's um, thoughts. Watch the body. Because the body has a different consciousness. There's two consciousnesses happening here. There's you, which is the witness, and there's the body, own consciousness, its own consciousness that has its own agenda. The body has ah, its own agenda. Nah. Nah, so we have two okay. minds. You have, you have the body right. mind, and then you have the, the soul essence. And these are opposites, kind of like the devil on one shoulder and then the angel on the other shoulder. The body has its own agenda. The body wants the body. The body wants to, because the body is not the real you, the body is a false creation. So because the false creation is not a real creation, it doesn't have a real personality, to say. It doesn't doesn't have a real, there's nothing real about it. It's just kind of like a mirage. So this body, because it doesn't have, because the body's not real, or the real you, the body is not self-powered. Now, let me explain to you. 
the body, notice how everyone who has a body has to eat and drink and excrete and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Right. That's because the body is not connected to the now. The now is a source of life, which is a source of all energy, okay? So if the body mm-hmm. existed in the now, it wouldn't need to eat or anything. It would already have all energy it needs. Thus, when we decided to step out of the now, immediately a body showed up. Order for that body to exist outside of the now, it had to be um, something other than unlimited. So the body showed up as a limited vehicle. And that vehicle is not connected to the source of life so it needs to get its energy from somewhere else. So that's why we need to continually eat food. The body needs to eat food or the body will die because it's not get, the body is not getting its energy from the source of life because the body is located in the past. So this body you're looking at right now, is a, it's, it's a memory body. The body is, contained, is composed of memory particles. We think, a, we think the body is composed of physical particles, we think it's composed of protein and meat and bones and blah, 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 blah. In actuality, it is composed of memory. It is the memory residue of what you think you should look like or what you believed you did look like. But notice that the, that the body image is located within your imagination. So like right now, there's, there's probably no mirror in front of you. So if you had to imagine what you look like, you have to imagine what you look like. You'd have to recreate what you look like in your mind in order to come up with some sort of identity. Clearly, that exercise right now is clear evidence that your body image is strictly a mental creation. Because you have to reimagine what you look like each time you want to see yourself in your mind. If you don't have a mirror around you, you need to reimagine what you look like every single time. So what do you really look like versus what you imagine you look like? So in the now moment, okay. you are unlimited imagination. That means you have no real identity. You're, you're just unlimited imagination. There's just, you're, you're just everything. You're not one thing. But well, wait, when you, wait, Renee. Hold on. We only have like 17 more minutes uh, sure. to be on the computer, but... Those of you that want to continue to listen, you can listen on the phone. And the call-in number is 323-642-1586. And push the number one if you like to speak to Renee Hamilton. And, Renee, we do have a caller that has been holding on for a while. Sure, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can, uh, you, you can let them through right now if you want to. Okay, uh, 973953. Do you have a question or comment? Yes, I do. Good night. Interesting conversation. I have two questions. Okay. The first question is, generally speaking, I gravitate to people with guiding principles, right? Loyalty, some kind of ethical um, standing. So are you saying that human beings should not have principles? 
that guide them and guide their life because those are not real? That's the first question. Because I don't understand then how you differentiate between people. And number two, the second question I have is as it relates to injustice. Because particularly black people, we spend our life focused on fighting injustice. So you're kind of saying injustice is not even real. So that what we're spending our life doing is fighting on reality. So yeah. can you can you relate to both of those questions, please? Sure. The uh, the second question you nailed it exactly. We are fighting on reality, 100. percent That is, lo- I mean, you just you just put it in the shortest possible condensed way that I could even ba- even better than I could have said it. There is no injustice. That's simply an illusion. In order in order for there to be injustice we ourselves would have to conclude that we have absolute perfect understanding of all of creation and that something went wrong in creation. And to even come up with that is just irrational. See, there are things we don't understand about creation because we don't even understand who we are. So how can we understand what anything else is? In every moment of life, there are unlimited, unlimited options of what we want to place our attention onto. So we can place our attention on infiniteness or limitedness, on truth or illusion. So there are infinite variables that, that we can choose from. Now, within this realm of ethics, we are... One could follow a set of ideas, principles, beliefs that one feels resonates with their own inner being. Uh, there is no issue with that. The issue is with following something that needs to be followed. So one does not need to follow anything. One needs to lead the way. And one leads the way by operating one's own reality based on 100% self-honesty and truth. Because if, we're gonna, if we approach reality in any way other than 100% honesty and truth, then we are going to be perceiving a false version of reality with some distortion somewhere, somehow, within our, within our own consciousness and within our own perception. Thus, it is, the, it is integrity that is most sought after uh, quality within the cosmos. Uh, not necessarily a particular belief system or set of principles. It's just simply the, the intent and motivation to be honest and um, truthful with oneself. So that would be a sort of an operating system that one could use to navigate reality rather than following any particular person or royalty or whatever, whatever, whatever. Just use honesty because what else, there's nothing else higher than this. There's nothing, there's nothing that is more truthful than the truth itself. But the truth is like an onion and it's like peeling away layers of the onion. And uh, through life we may go through, uh, go through certain religions or teachings or modalities that seem to be becoming more refined within their own integrity uh, until we realize that 
even uh, following someone else or even uh, having any labels or beliefs or judgment about life or any rights or wrongs about life is even totally irrelevant in itself. And we may drop this whole shenanigan of, of judging and comparing others. So it's, again, this is all different levels of, I guess, exploration into our own infinite uh, consciousness well, that we will explore. What, what about if somebody has an idea and you believe in their idea? It's not so much you following them. You know how they say like-minded people. So how about sure. that? Maybe sure. you can create sure. even further on their idea. Well, we have to take a look at what ideas are. Okay? okay. Ideas are like they're like paintings. They're like little YouTube clips. Hey, this idea can do this or this can do that. That's all it is. It's just a, a, an imagination. Okay? So, but you are the creator of imagination. We 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 have to never forget that we are the creator of all imagination, all beliefs. So no matter what we, what information we are being exposed to, no matter what story, no matter how fantastic and amazing it looks, we are still, we are still beyond even that. So, no matter, so we, we end up following beliefs and imaginations and, and stories and all this stuff because we think we are smaller than those stories. We think, oh, that story is inspiring me. I hope I can work my way up to be like that or be in the company of this person or be, you know, integrous with this, you know, this or that. So we, so we try and put ourselves in the company of the story of that story writer or try to work up to being, you know, a better character within that story that, that has inspired us. So we, so we sort of put ourselves lower than a story and we're trying to work our way up to being the best character in it. Mm-hmm. When really we are imagining all stories. So we often lose sight of what we are as infinites start believing stories, mm-hmm. any stories, because then we, then we think the stories are real and then we get caught into that reality when they're not real. They're just imaginations popping up in your mind that will come and go. And beliefs are the same thing. The problem with beliefs are is that they don't come and go as, as fast as imagination. The beliefs tend to stick around for decades at a time, whereas imagination is like, you know, shape-shifting continuously. So there's no real danger of getting locked into imagination. It's, it, the danger is being locked into beliefs. Um, so be, imagination wants you to be free. It's beliefs that do not want you to be free. So I don't believe in anything. What's there to believe in? If every moment is already unlimited, what's there to believe in? A belief will only limit my perception in that moment. If every moment, if we have, right now we have unlimited imagination to look at each moment, and we choose to ignore that and to, to choose to look at each moment through a, a small window of beliefs, we can't complain that our reality is limited because we've chosen that. Just just because we have become accustomed to ignoring our imagination does not mean that we don't have access to it or have the tools uh, to change our reality on the fly instantaneously. So it's really about what we value. Do we value freedom enough to let go of our limited beliefs and ideas and see what lies beyond them? Are we going to let go of the fear of letting go of our beliefs? 
one of the biggest fears is what will I do without my beliefs? How will I think? How will I go to work? How will I talk to people? How, what will I, like, I have to basically let go of the world. You have to let go of talking about the news. You have to let go of talking. You have to let go of the false self. You have to let go of the past in order to let go of beliefs. And not many people are willing to do that. So when you hear stories of Jesus and Osiris and, and this guru and that guru, and there's only like, you know, a couple dozen people who reach God consciousness, you know, seemingly, again, again, this is all this, this media stories, but if, that, if those stories were true, that would be why. Because billions and millions of souls don't, don't want to let go of their beliefs and opinions. The greatest addiction this world has is to our own beliefs and opinions. And, and we've seen it time and time again. People will willingly die for their beliefs and opinions at a drop of a dime. They don't care. Their beliefs and opinions are worth more than their own life. And that, that's the case, for, sadly, for a majority of people here. They'd rather die. They'd rather be tortured and die than let go of their beliefs. When it is their beliefs and ideas that, that is the torture, the torture, the misery we go through, the day-to-day misery we go through, is because of our beliefs. But we think that if we, if we find just the right belief, the right religion, the right ideas, that we will be free. We, God will look upon us with great favor and, oh, you've done a good job there, Johnny or Sarah. No. Just let go of the beliefs, and you'll have God right now, right now. In fact, you don't even need to let go of the beliefs. It's your, you are already, you are already whole. It's just that the beliefs have hypnotized us away from recognizing that because our, the beliefs we have are really non-magical beliefs, you know? It's not like our, our beliefs on Earth are magical, like, hey, these are magical beliefs where everyone's happy. No, they're really boring beliefs, like, like, oh, I've got to change my oil, and, oh, you know, I've got to go to the store and pick up some bread and milk. Like, these stories, are, they're not inspiring. There's nothing magical. There's nothing fun there. So why, you know, our beliefs are very boring. I mean, that's why all, all adults are just walking around with frowns on their face because they're not happy like children. Children using their imagination and using that imagination to play. Playing. We all forgot to play. This world, you know, everyone forgot to play. That's why there's so much cancer and diseases and all this stuff. There's no one's playing. Everyone's depressed, working, forced to do things they don't want to do. There's, there's no playing. And when you take the love out of playing, you take the L out of play, you have pay. That's why when you reach a certain age, you do more playing, you have to start paying. You better pay, buddy, until you're dead. So we're going to give you first 10 years to play, and then the rest of your years, ours. And we'll suck you dry until you're done, until the body's done. But that's all an illusion. If you believe you are that body, you will, you will be sucked into mass consciousness. If you believe you are the body, you are 100% locked into the limited, limited false self. That's, that, that's it. All you have to do is you don't got to meditate 40 years or nothing. You just start paying attention. You are the awakeness watching the body. But you're not just watching the body. You're watching everything. We're so focused on the body that we ignore the rest of reality. That body is simply one image out of millions of images. We see millions of images per day. But we're so focused on just one of those images that we, we literally miss everything else going on. Walking down, you're walking in the, 
you're, you're at the gym working out, and you're like, oh, I wonder who's watching me, and oh, look at that guy, look at that girl, and watch well, should lift more weight, or, you know, you're just talking to yourself, or yeah, you're at a club dancing, and you're, and you're dancing, and you're thinking, who's watching you, and well, maybe I should do some quick dance moves, and, you know, some cool moves, and someone will see me making nice moves, and maybe I'll get laid tonight, or the, the, the mind is always just trying to get an upper angle, an upper edge on, on life. Because beliefs are so boring and life is so mundane while we're, while we're inundated with, with beliefs, the ego is in hyper overdrive to get some sort of pleasure out of life. Because we have so little pleasure out of our beliefs, we have to continually seek ways to get pleasure elsewhere, through sex, through drugs, through gambling, through excitement, through you know, fighting or creating drama or you know, gossiping we got to do something to keep us entertained because our beliefs are so boring. And that's why so many people are drinking and doing drugs because they'd literally probably kill themselves if they didn't. So to say that alcoholism and, and drug addiction is a bad correct because there'd be a lot more carnage on this planet if those things were not available because our belief systems are so energy-draining that we lack energy. That's why children have so much energy and children can play for 10 hours straight because they don't have any belief systems limiting their energy or telling them how much energy they should have or shouldn't have or what they're capable of or not capable of. The beliefs are, are, are just limiters. That's it. Beliefs mm-hmm. are limiters. Mm-hmm. There will never be anything Carl. more than that. Carl, did you have any more uh, questions? Yes, yes, I did. I want to follow up. Uh, Renee, so based on what you're saying that no one yeah. ever heard of you. there's never been discrimination and then so 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 that's basically my understanding. we can't hardly hear you okay. what she said is uh no one's ever been hurt no one's ever been discriminated against and then okay and so and and then what i want to find out then so there's nothing we really must do we don't have to go to work it's not mandatory for us to go to work there's no nothing we need to be responsible for because it's just the body that's going through this process. So we no. Don't... no. No, I would say that it's the opposite of that. It's actually full responsibility. So there's something called Ra. The, you may have heard of God Ra or Osiris. So Ra is, uh, stands for R-A-H, and that, that stands for Responsibility, Accountability, and Honesty. So when we are accountable, responsible, or so when we are responsible, accountable, and honest, uh, we are living in the now directly, okay? In that state of the now, we will see the illusion of the past and of separation. So what I'm saying, um, sorry, caller, what is your, your name? How do I address you? Bernadette. Bernadette? Yes. Okay, pleasure, pleasure, Bernadette. So, Bernadette, there are two versions of two dominant versions of reality. There is one. There's something called duality, which is the world of separation that we see in front of us. Like everyone is an individual and whatnot. And then there's another world that's here, right, in the same location, and it's the world of unity, in which there is no separation between anyone or anything. And these, both these worlds live side by side. It just depends on what, which world you are seeing that will determine uh, where you 
what, what you resonate with. So within the world of physical separation, it appears, it appears as though there is racism. It appears as though we have to go to work, we need money, we need to do all these things. That, that appears to be the case. But that appearance, the appearance itself is not real. And I say that because there's no actual person living inside of everyone's bodies. Let me give you an example. When we're walking down the street, we see people walking and driving and, you know, going about their day. And we say to ourselves, we think that, there's a, that there is a soul, like an actual energy source, a soul in the body. And we say that that soul is its own soul. It's its own unique self. It, it, it came from itself. It has its own origin. So we walk down the street, and we see everyone around us, and we say each person came from a, a different origin. That person came from, from Ukraine. That person comes from Italy. That person comes from Africa. And we, and we think everyone has their own separate origin. But that's not, that's not the case. The, the source of life, or God, if you want to call it, is, is the only actor acting through the bodies. So right now... There is no Renee, there is no Beverly, there is no one is real. It's simply God playing, God is the actor, God is playing everyone. God is, God is the one playing every role, playing me, playing you, playing the, playing the birds, playing the mountains. God is the greatest actor. Because, because, source, because the source of life, God, is unlimited, that unlimited being creates itself in unlimited shapes. Unlimited colors, unlimited sounds. It basically the whole spectrum of light, the whole spectrum of sound, the whole spectrum of all creation is source itself, God itself. So God appears. God creates these grand stories, these epic stories, like stories that are infinite, stories that create worlds. So this world, Earth, if you want to call it, is a story that Source created. And Source created all these characters, you, me, Bush, Obama, you know, everyone on Earth. The animal, every insect, the oceans, the mountains. Source, God created all of the, every single creation, didn't, but didn't create these creations separate from itself. Source itself, or God, is occupying all of the creation. So when people die, no one's actually dying, because Source is is the only person in there. There's, there's no one else in there. So we're not real, is what I'm saying. We are right, right now, this is a dream world, so no one really dies. It only appears like they're dying, but they're not really dying because this is a dream world. There's nothing really real here. It's an illusion. It's very convincing, though. So that's what's going on from my perspective. You may have a different perspective. Um, however, uh, it, it, the evidence speaks for, for itself. Every moment is brand new, and we never know what's going to happen next. We never know what's going to happen next because every moment is brand new and changing. That's why, so we why, is, why is it that we have an unlimited uh, spirit in a limited body? Is that the positive, negative thing? 
that kind of like a battery that makes the battery go? You have that positive charge and that negative charge. Um, nope. It's a little, little more simple than that. It's something called contrast. So if I'm a painter and I want to paint, i got to paint on a blank canvas, okay? The mm-hmm. blank canvas, background from which I'm going to put all the painting on. If I didn't have that blank, the blank background, I wouldn't be able to see clearly what is being painted. Okay? Um, but do you understand that part? Yeah. Okay. So in order for reality, in order for, in order for unlimitedness, okay, unlimitedness itself is invisible because it's unlimited. There's just no, there's no, there's no shape to it. Simply like air. Okay, think of unlimitedness like air. Has no shape, has no size. It's it, it's alive, but there's no real properties. There's nothing you can really say about it. Okay. Now, if that wants, if that aliveness, that un- invisibleness wants to create something, whatever it creates has to be limited. Because it, in order to, in order for it to exist, it's got to have a shape. It's got to have a form. It's got to have a border, a definition. You know. So, so you we need soul, the you limited have... body. We need the limited body to help us create. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Because without it, what do you? There, there's no vehicle to interact with the limitations. You have to because unlimitedness cannot interact with limitedness. So the so the unlimited had to create a limited body to interact with limitedness. Otherwise, you couldn't interact with it. Much like uh, if you want to drive a car, I mean, if you want to go on the road and drive, you've got to have a car. Right. If, you, if, you, if you go on the road walking, you're going to die, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. But, so, the same way. In order, in, in order to, to interact within this illusion, you've got to have an avatar but the body's not real. Ah. Like it's not made of physical matter. It that that's just part of the dream story. That's just a lie. Okay, it's not even real. It's just totally a lie. Okay, hundred percent. There's not one shred of physical matter inside of your body. Not even one. Not even a shred. Not one. It's made of pure light and sound. Okay, it's light and sound vibrational mix creating the image and appearance of the body, the inside, the outside, everything. Period. So you mean okay. to say if I cut my finger and blood all over the place? Not real. That's it's just an not. image of blood. It's an image of blood. It's not blood. Everything is the appearance of something. It's never what this. It's never the word. If I say I'm bleeding, is it really I'm bleeding, or is there more to the situation than that? There's more. Okay. Think of it this way. There's more to every situation than we than we think, right? Yes. So nothing can be what we say it is, right? Right. Okay. So whatever we say, that's not it. Whatever we say, that's not it. Whatever we say about anything, that's not it. Because there's more to it. Can I can I just say then, Glass? Yes. As we live our life in this yeah. uh, understanding, how yeah. do we 
experience from reality? I mean, how do we best experience, I'm sorry, reality? Is it meditation? Is it just letting go of each moment, understanding the newness of each moment, putting our mind in that newness? How do sure, we? Sure, yeah. So I would say we need to turn our focus around inside of our inside of our body. So, like, we spend our lives facing forward, so to speak. We need to turn our attention to the source of every moment. Not what's showing up in every moment, but the source that created what is showing up in every moment. What is showing up is the effect of reality. But let's start focusing on the source of reality. Just like if we, if, if, the, if the United States of America, that corporation that calls itself a country, that corporation really wanted to end corruption, then it would take place so fast if every single person in the United States decided to tell the truth tomorrow or tell the truth tonight about every lie, about everything they're covering up, every deception, overnight, tomorrow morning, it will be the first day of heaven. Because that's the, the only problem ever in the world, in any, in any creation ever, is when something false attempts to take the place of something true. When a lie attempts to take the place of the truth. That's the only cause for any suffering ever in any capacity ever in the history of creation. Is when something false attempts to take the place of something new. Or uh, say, take the place of something true. Because the truth now, is sanity. is health. What about we're being hypnotized with a bunch of lies and falsehoods and it makes it kind of difficult to really, really know if it's the truth or not until we do research and dig deeper and look into it. Then we like, oh, I thought that was true, but that was really a lie. The thing is, is that if we don't, if we don't, seek the truth or see the value in truth, then that's, that's our decision. That's our reality. We, we are choosing to live in a state of semi-untruth, you know, maybe 50% okay. truth, 50% life. That's our choice. Right. There's, the, the, the mind control is our choice. Nothing can enter your consciousness without your permission. Nothing. Mm. Not the devil, not even Nothing. Not no mind control, no belief, not a shred of any information can enter your mind unless you approve of it. So, by us approving information that is of a non-integrous quality, our reality has has degraded. The standards of Lord, and just like um, I think Bernadette said, she follows those who have high integrity, high principles. Because if you don't. The results are pretty much, uh, you know, self-evident. So, I mean, at the very minimum, we need to really watch every decision we make and and really take stock of why we're making those decisions and really understand ourselves. We can't just make decisions without understanding why we're making decisions. That's like driving and making left and right turns without knowing where you're going. It'd be, it'd, be, it'd be pointless. There'd be, there'd be no way to get to your destination otherwise. So we have to start looking at our decisions and 
and, and the meanings that we have applied to every moment. In every moment, we have applied a whole belief system of meanings. When we see a physical body with a, big, with a knife in the body and blood all over the place, we, we would naturally say, oh, someone's dead, someone got stabbed or killed, that's a bad thing, you know, that's, uh-oh, oh But again, that whole opinion is just a belief system. I mean, what is really right or wrong? Because really, when, there, when, when Mrs. Universe is on stage, you know, half the world is like, oh, she's ugly, and half the world is like, whoa, she's amazing. And, and, and a bunch of other people, they don't even care. So everything is neutral. It's just the meaning that we apply to things that creates the appearance of movement, the appearance of the physical world. Because if you did not apply, um, if you did not apply meaning to every moment, then what would reality be? Nothing. You'd, there'd be no definition. See, reality is definition. Is it is it is the defining? It is like the shaping. Think of the definition as a big ball of clay, and you are shaping each ball of clay into a new shape, a new idea. Okay, that without you shaping it, what is it? It's just a ball of nothing. It's just a punk of nothing. Just like reality is. Reality is nothing until you shape it, until you give it definitions, until you give it meaning, until you emotionally invest into it. Otherwise, it's nothing. So reality is not one way or the other. It's simply whatever you create. And reality doesn't even care what you create. It will let you create anything, even insanity, even deception for yourself. That's how much freedom we have as pure imagination, as a soul who's operating the imagination. Not only are we infinite imagination, we are the infinite soul that is behind the imagination, that is powering the imagination, that is powering all the scenery that you see in front of you, all the the sun, the moon, the stars. That's all happening inside of you. You heard me. The sun, the moon, and stars, that's inside of you. You You are infinitely beyond the sun, the moon, and stars. That's like a... That's the molecule of what you want. Everything you see physically in front of you is inside of you. It's not outside of you. You're, you're literally, this world you see in front of you is literally like in, inside of your infinite imagination. It's, it's, that's how immediate it is. That is, that is how direct your reality is. That is how much you are infused with your reality. And we often talk about other people. We're like, oh, that guy's an asshole, or that bitch at work did this, or, oh, I like this person. And we sort of kind of try and separate ourselves from our thoughts. We say, oh, that person's an asshole. Wait a second. But what we don't realize is that by us saying, oh, that person's an asshole, that's the origin of that energy. The origin of energy was not them being an asshole. The origin was us saying they're an asshole. So we actually created the asshole. We, the asshole was not there until we created that definition. So we are never separate from what we say about others. Because what we say about others is coming from us. So if we call someone an asshole, that's coming from us. Clearly, we are resonating at that, at that energy to even come up with the idea. But we think, oh, I'm, I'm clever. I'm going to say that, and it, I'm talking about them. If that doesn't apply to me. No, I'm not an asshole. That, what I'm saying applies to them. So here we are trying to separate certain things we say and say, oh, it applies to them and not to me. How can it not, how can it not apply to us if we're the ones saying it or thinking it? It's just, it's just delusionary. 
So we have this, we have these clever little games that we play with ourselves to try and make ourselves look good to ourselves. But it's really just making us more stupid and stupid. Because we're really just ignoring the truth. The truth is that we are the creator of our reality. Why? We have just so much evidence, it's crazy. You know when you're in a bad mood, you know, you wake up in a bad mood, and your whole day goes to crap. Nothing tastes good, nothing looks good, nothing, you know, everything goes wrong. Your whole reality is screwed up, not just parts of it. But the next day, you're in a great mood. Everything's great. Everything looks great. Colors are great. Smells great. Food tastes great. Movies great. Everything treats you great. So your attitude changed your, the physical properties, not just of you, but of everyone and everything. Our attitude. So clearly, we are the creators of our reality, and we've all, we all know this. We've all been experimenting since we've been kids, lying to people, seeing whether it'll work or not, telling the truth, seeing if that works or not, you know, manipulating words, you know, experimenting with this and that, trying to find what works and what doesn't. We, we, we know we are creating our reality. We're just playing stupid, we're playing dumb, playing ignorant, trying to, trying to be in denial, trying to keep the illusion going a little longer. It's all a big joke. Everyone knows government's a scam. Everyone knows we are liars. Everyone knows that we lie ourselves. Everyone knows the world's all scam, you know, politics, the money, the medical, the education, the industry. The, we, every, everything's a scam. Everyone, it's, it's, it's not even hidden. This is all in the open. We're just so, so narcissistically deluded. We're just ignoring the obvious. It's just right in our face. Look, look how happy kids are. Look how joyful they are. Here we are, you know, uh, ignoring them and trying to put them into the cult of false origins by telling them, you know, giving them false labels, and this is an orange, and this is this car, and this and that, and this and that. And now children are caught up in our world of, of beliefs because now we've told them false origins of where everything comes from. If we were to realize the, the true origin of everything, that everything comes from the now moment, right now, and the now is infinite. That's the true origin. The true origin is nowness, it's newness. That's why anything other than any speech talking about the past or future, is total delusion. There, there never was a past or future, ever. There never even was one to even talk about. So that whole topic of the past and future occupies 95, 98, 99% of people's minds. But it's a world that doesn't exist and never did exist. And, and we're ignoring the truth right down in front of us in order to indulge in this false world that we've had no experience with. No one has seen the past Touch the past, taste the past, smell the past. Not one single person has, has had any interaction with the past. Thus, that's why it's so confusing that people are talking about it. Because there's nothing to talk about. You've never seen it. You've never interacted with it. Why are you even talking about it? And the only place to change reality is the newness or right now. We can't change the past. So why, why, why would I live in a reality or talk about a reality that I can't even change or make any influence on? I can't even influence the past. It's just simply not here to influence. So why would I spend my entire life in a reality that, that I can't change, I can't, I can't make any modifications, the past never says anything new, ever, so it's not like the past is going to say something to me I've heard, but, you know, I haven't heard before. So what does the past offer me? I can't make any changes and the past doesn't say anything new. Okay, so what, what is the past offering me? Nothing. 
it's more than nothing. It's not, I, I, it's not even there to interact with. So that's the delusion. The delusion is that we think there's something called the past, and we have no evidence of it. And all the evidence we have points towards everything coming and showing up in the now moment, and we just ignore that. We ignore the truth. So it's not like we have to, you know, meditate and do all this other stuff to reach clarity. It's just simply paying attention to the truth, so much so that it overrides your belief systems. You realize the truth is more valuable to you than your belief systems, and you drop the belief systems. That's the only way to get out of the matrix, is to realize the truth is more valuable than my beliefs. Then you will disengage from the beliefs. You will, you will release the grip. You will let go of the hot coal, and you will start to rise. And you'll rise because beliefs are dense, heavy energies. And that keeps one locked within this seemingly physical matrix. They're, they're very dense energies because they never change. They're always saying the same. They never, they never, they're never new. Beliefs are always old. They're always the same ideas that try and, re- try and repeat themselves. There's, there's nothing new. There's, they're not even moving. There's, there's no life force there. In order for it, there to be life force, there has to be newness and change. But there is no newness and change with beliefs. Thus, beliefs have no life force. In fact, they have beyond no life force. They actually take your life force. They actually suck your life force. That's why with children have so much energy, and as we get older, seemingly, we get less and less energy because our beliefs are sucking all of our energy away. We can't even shut them off. They keep us awake at night, worrying, strategizing, trying to figure out life, trying to, trying to reach happiness, trying to manipulate reality, trying to manipulate others, trying to lie to yourself, trying to, you know, just scheme our way through life rather than just being honest. Honesty is effortless. It takes no effort to be honest. You just simply open your mouth and, and, and say the truth. It is the lying that takes a lot of effort. We have to concoct, concoct lies, uh, create a storage space, try and organize all these lies and not get them all tripped up. It takes a lot of effort, a lot of effort to lie, and even more effort to go to hell. I mean, it's just insane amount of effort to go to hell. It's not easy to go to hell. It's not at all. It's very difficult. But some people are so hypnotized by their own lies that that the lies seem more appealing than the truth. If you believe yourself to be the worst human being on on the planet, then what you're gonna what are you gonna do? There's there's no way to live with yourself in that state. So one has to create a false character within their imagination that they think is the best that they can be. And then that person exits the real world and enters the fake world, where they literally, literally believe they are this imaginary character. The problem with that imaginary, the problem is that that imaginary character is not a real being. Therefore, it doesn't have the qualities of a real being, like love, like intelligence, like caring, like awareness. So these beings who, who who, for, who were abused or chose to enter the false self inevitably end up being uh, narcissists and appear to others to be demonically possessed because they are operating on a belief system that is the opposite of the truth. They're literally parasites. They literally 
are predators. They they hunt the truth and try and extinguish it. They have they went to the opposite side of polarity of the truth. They are the living embodiment of deception operating seemingly through a physical vehicle. They may appear to be your friends. They may appear to be your family. They may appear to be the the, the president or the cashier at 7-Eleven. But behind that, those eyes behind the body could be an, an awareness or an intelligence that seemingly is uh, exhibiting properties that would seem demonic. Yet, that's all contained within the world of duality or the dream world in which we perceive other people as separate from us. Because in the true world, there is no separation. And all characters, including the character who seem to be narcissistically, demonically possessed, all these characters are being played by Source itself. Source itself is the greatest actor ever. Ever. There is no other actor. So, there, is no other, there is no other being. So Everyone you're interacting with is Source in disguise, fully aware of itself. So Every moment is holy. That, so you're saying that these people that are pedophiles and rich having rituals with children and all of that and people that like to murder people uh all of those uh that's their reality that's their imagination huh they no they're actually caught inside of beliefs they actually are outside of imagination oh, that's the belief. yeah they're caught 100% into beliefs beliefs only live in the past they have no access to higher energy they have no access to truth so these people have literally become the manifestation of untruth. And as in that state of untruth, everything is disharmonious. Everything is reversed. That which is putrid, perverted, you know, uh, demonic is viewed as cool, fun, exciting, risque. Uh, I'm unique. That's I'm powerful. Done things you couldn't imagine. You Imagine... Some of these people who killed, you know, a dozen people, when they're walking mm-hmm. amongst the population, they feel power. They, they're like, no one here knows the power. I could snuff anyone out. I could, no one knows where I've gone. Like, there, there is, the, the spiritual seeker is, is intrigued in piercing the mysteries of beauty and of magic and of wonder. But the... The opposite of that can be can be said for those who are interested in uh, the flip side of that. They want to find mm-hmm. the darkness. The, they want to go to the dark side and and find power there, you know. So mm-hmm. there is a lot of beings who are exploring that, hoping that will reach they'll reach enlightenment through that level through that method, so kind of like the dark enlightenment. So there are some beings who are who are born, who are seemingly once they're born, are manifested here who have tendencies that would seem uh, deplorable to others. You know, they're, they're really attracted to little boys or little girls. You know, they like mm-hmm. dismembering people or God knows what. And, and they, it's, for them, it's, it's, it's overpowering. Like it's, it occupies their mind 24 hours a day. They, they literally are consumed by that belief system. That, but that aren't belief, they using... Aren't they using their imagination also because they are imagining what they're going no. to do and how they're going to know? Yeah, but the imagination has been hijacked. See, the beliefs ah. have hijacked 
imagination. They they use the imagination okay. to conjure up new ways to create even more programming. So the, mm. the the freedom that is there within the imagination is being hijacked to create further programming until gotcha. until the programming is so absolute there simply is no imagination left. Right? Mm. So the the only the way that imagination can win uh, or, or not be hijacked by the belief is to make sure that imagination just keep shifting, keep moving, keep no. imagining, keep creating. Yes. yes, listen, that's why the past has to go because the past is accumulation. It's memories, it's, it's repetition, it's, it's the same over and over again. The past is the trap. The past is the trap. That is the repetition. That is the, the ignoring of imagination. The moment you put your attention on the past, it's total belief there. There's no imagination. It's total belief. The same thing over and over again. There's never anything new. The past never, the past <laughs> never says anything new. Ever. Ever. So it doesn't take a rocket scientist to notice that. Just pay attention. Just watch your mind for five minutes. You'll, you'll, you'll say, hey, he's right. So do you want to live in a life of repetition or not? Do you want to because be unlimited? It, it, you know, it's, it boils down to some of these really basic sort of questions. You know. So now it's kind of making sense. When you see these people that's dealing with the belief system and they're dealing with fear and all of that other stuff that they're doing, and you notice that they keep doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Out, outside of the beliefs, the, 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 the sensation of being, like the, what you call your, you know, your being, your body, or not the body, but mm-hmm. I don't know, your being. Once you start dropping beliefs, the, the sensation within your being the, the levels of pleasure and joy uh, of this freedom, of this, of this the endorphin, I don't know what you want to call it, you know, the, the energies, you want to call it, mm-hmm. so um, profound that every the experience before that moment would seem dull compared to the joy of freedom of that soul. It's just Incomparable, like the difference between heaven and hell. It's so dramatic. The difference. It's just unbelievable, literally beyond belief. And we, we're holding on to these beliefs because we're so much in misery that we think any amount of pleasure that my belief can get, can give me or get me, I'll, I'll take it. I'll settle for less. I'll just take it. But not realizing by that settling for less, by that settling. For that, for the small, minuscule crumbs of pleasure that a belief can give you, by by settling for that, we are ignoring the absolute waterfall, ocean, you know, of magical bliss that is just right here, right now, waiting for us. Just right now, mm-hmm. we're we are we are simply holding on to razor blades when we can let them go and let go of the bleeding and cutting. We're simply holding on to something that is hard, that I wouldn't say is harming us, but distracting us from the obvious. 
it's, it, the logic is so obvious that there's no, you, everyone knows, there's no way to get to know anyone or anything if we have a preconceived notion in place. It's just not possible. Every single belief, opinion, and conclusion that we have is a preconceived notion. So if you want to see clearly in any capacity, on the most basic level, gotta go. Preconceived notions, gotta go. Labels, gotta go. Descriptions, gotta go. Or else, you're going to be just repeating the same old beliefs and ideas and meanings over and over again, wondering where, where, wondering where the magic is. Christ, Jesus, Jesus, please save me from this evil world. Jesus is not come saving the evil world because there is no evil world. It's simply us indulging in illogical thoughts. We haven't even investigated to see if they're even true or not. Once we, once we recognize these stories and ideas that the mind is showing us are not, don't even make sense, then we're like, hey, what I'm thinking doesn't even make sense. Why am I even giving this thought any more power? Like, then you just start to realize, wait a second, I need to like filter my mind because I got a lot of stuff in there that is just, just useless. So then reality starts to become more simple. You start to unload all this, these nonsense, nonsensical ideas that you thought were real, but only when you looked at them, you know, then you realized they weren't true. But the problem with beliefs is, is once you have a belief, you never look at that belief again because you think the belief is true. So it's not because you're going to go back and revisit your beliefs to see if they're true if you already think they're true. Why would you do that? So, so it becomes to get rid of your reality. So that belief becomes your reality. It becomes a reality. And, and the belief does not, and I mean it's not just an idea in your head, it, it literally becomes your perception, like your actual vision, your sound, your taste, touch, hearing. Your senses become locked inside of the belief system. That, this, is, this is the biggest secret in the universe, hands, yeah, one of them, <laughs> top five. Okay. Your okay. reality, mm-hmm. your nervous system, your nervous system, your senses are configured to your belief system. Your senses, sight, sound, smell, taste, touch, hearing, that's configured to your belief system. People think, oh, I saw this, I saw this, that. Yeah, you saw it, but what you saw was your belief because someone else there didn't see that. So we're, sit- we're literally hallucinating our reality. The beliefs are the, hall- are the hallucination. So once we so get rid of the, of the hallucination, then the true reality reveals itself, so it, and it's always been there. And we're like, hey, I remember this. And it's familiar. You're like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's obvious. You're like, yeah, I and you realize, man, what just happened. You realize the the mental trickery. You're like, oh my god, I can't believe what just happened. I can't believe my my I did this. My own my own mind did this. Like it's just mind blowing. So we need to connect our nervous system with our imagination. Yes, not just your imagination, but an honest imagination. Because if you if you have a deceptive imagination, okay. oof. Okay. Okay, trust me, I went down that road, and I almost okay. didn't make it out of that. <laughs> okay, okay. 
Yeah. Okay. So but, again, again, it's, the imagination is freedom. It's 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 elasticity. Think of reality right now as water, but not just water, frozen water, like an ice cube. Now think of water in all of its states: ice cube, uh, to slushy, to uh, regular water, to bubbling, to uh, boiling, to vapor, to steam, to just evaporated from, from total solidness that's not moving anywhere, that's, that can be broken, you know, the, the, how you can break an ice cube, all the way to the to evaporated water that's in the air, invisible. That is what we are. We are the invisible all the way to the visible. We are the highest frequency to the lowest frequency. We've just been so focused on the ice cube part of ourselves we didn't see we had all these other levels to our being. So now when you heat up the ice cube, you add heat, you add vibration, you speed up the electrons, you add electricity. What happens? The water, the ice cube heats up, it starts to melt. But what, well what, what is happening is the water, the water has more freedom now. Before the water is trapped in that shape of the ice right. cube, now that you've added more vibration, uh, more heat, more electricity, it, you have more freedom now. So you see how when we raise our vibration, we have more electricity. When we have less density within us, we have more freedom, right? So mm-hmm. the belief density, because it's, it never changes. It's, it's, it's like the ice cube over and over again. The imagination, okay, is like the water, Okay is like the water. Mm-hmm. You can change reality any shape you want. Any shape you want. Whoa. Just like little kids. And then the vapor is like you in your the gas. invisible state playing with the imagination, playing with the beliefs. Okay? These are just like toys. Beliefs and imagination are toys for us to play with. They're not real. That's why when we were children, we played make-believe. That means to play pretend. But somewhere down the line, it became serious. Beliefs became serious. It, it, it was, beliefs were no longer about pretend. They were about seriousness. So we need to get... We, so we, we need how to understand. it seems like the belief is more powerful than the imagination because more people are, are dealing with the imagination, I mean, with the belief than they are with the imagination. No, the, the 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 imagination gave birth to the belief. So okay. let me give you an example. If you and I are uh, um, you're at your your parents say, hey, uh, let's say you're five years old, and your parents say, hey, uh, are you gonna come to church with us today? And you're like, what? What's, what's church? What does that mean? Well, it's a place where you go to worship God. And you're like, what do you mean God? Who's God? What do you mean? Well, there's this devil, and he came, and he, and you're born in sin, and and you gotta go to church to, to get saved. So all these new imaginations are coming into your mind, and and some of them are uncomfortable, like you being born in sin, and 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 you're gonna go to hell. So you're like, I don't like that. I don't like that imagination. Like I don't like that imagery in my mind. And your and your parents say, well, if you don't like the going to hell, then you can always. Believe in Jesus, and then you'll be saved. And you're like, well, okay, well, then I'll believe in Jesus then. 
Because I don't like that imagination of going to hell. See? So now a belief is born. Because you had to first imagine the belief. And then get in the place. With, without first imagining the belief, there's no way you could have created the images in your mind. You see? So the imagination creates the belief. Then the belief is born and creates, it takes on a life of its own. But it only takes a life of its own if you continually feed it energy. Because the, mo- the moment you take your, your attention away from a belief, it's no longer in your awareness. It's no longer being paid attention to. It's no longer getting energy. It just fades away. Just like so a girlfriend. Or, or, yeah, or, or like a boyfriend who you lose interest in. You, you just stop calling. Mm-hmm. That's it. Just like a belief. If you stop paying attention to a belief, it just goes away. Because you, you stop right. calling. You stop paying attention. So it's not like beliefs have any power more than imagination because imagination and or belief both need your attention. You are the power. You are the source because you're alive. Everything needs life in order to live. You are the electricity. You are the elect. Get it? Elect. Electron. Electricity. That's why the elite call themselves the elite. They think they are the power of the electricity. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. We need to elect the president because they are, they are the elite. They are the, uh, you know, the the elevator gets, you know, elevated. Right. It's all about power. That's why billboards want your attention because your mm-hmm. attention is valuable. That's why banks want your signature. Your signature is power. Without you signing right. something, no, nothing's going to move. Nothing. That signature right. is is like currency. In fact, it is yeah. more powerful than any dollar amount. Any yeah. Your signature is worth more than all the money on the earth, and everyone in banking knows that. All the big bankers know yeah. that. That's why things yeah. are everything, especially the government. Just once you sign that, kaboom. And then, the, and then these people try, try and make you think once you sign it, there's no turning back. Right. Once you sign it, no. You can unsign it. You can rescind the signature. Very few people know that. You can rescind anything, any contract. You can rescind it. Yeah. Mm. But you're not talking mm. about how, how many people are taught contract law in, 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 in right. elementary, high school, or in no one. You know? So yeah. you know, it's, it's all just smoke and mirrors, man, because the truth is so powerful, a whole system outside of the truth had to be created in order to extract energy from the truth. Truth is the source of all energy. That's why counterfeit, that's why people do counterfeits. They do counterfeit Gucci, counterfeit dollar bills, counterfeit whatever, tires, because the real always has the value. The truth always has the value. That way, that's why the false has to counterfeit, has to Mm -hmm. to mimic, has to has to create some sort of illusion to make it to make itself look like it's the truth. That way it can convert the energy that was coming from truth over to itself by trickery. You see? So beliefs are the same thing. Beliefs have no power. Beliefs can't even create anything. They can only repeat. How could something that cannot create you have any power? It can't. It can only repeat. That's why beliefs have no power. Because they can't even create anything new. In order to have power, you have to be attached to the source of life, which is newness. Beliefs are, are oldness. 
beliefs are outside of the source of life. That's why when you believe, oh, I'm, I'm American, I'm East Indian, I, I grew up here, I'm Ukrainian, when you attach your identity to a belief of any sort, color, age, weight, year, nationality, you are toasted. You are simply not connected you limit fully the source of your being. You have, you have completely yeah. identified with a, a reality that doesn't even exist. Something called the past. No energy, no life, nothing can move, nothing can change. Nothing. It's just dead. Dead. Those who live in the past are half alive. Walking zombies. Mm. And I'm not joking. Literally, literally walking zombies. Not what clearly. about the ones who are always thinking about the future, doing everything for the future? Future is the they, because the future and the past no are the future. Okay. like the Same. same. They're like eyes of the same magnet, but in the middle, yeah. the now. You see, it's, that's the balance. It's the now. That's yeah. the source. The balance. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And it's Got it's you. the this this fascination. See. All the stuff we see in front of us is a movie. It's a motion picture. Pictures in motion. Mm-hmm. It's a movie. And the more we think it's real, the more we get engaged into it. It's just that we haven't paid attention to the movie close enough to realize it's not real. The reason why we didn't pay attention close enough to the movie is because we believe stories about the movie. We believe what others told us about the movie, so we never looked close enough to see if it, what they said was real. We never took our own initiative. Fact. We never took our own initiative to explore reality, see what's real and what's not, because we just simply believe what others told us. We can't say, "Oh, we were mind control." Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we were mind control because we were. We basically wanted it. We we basically invited it due to the shit. Yeah, and that's so, true. So reality creates, God creates those who will willingly mind control us because we have put a service ticket in for that to happen. We said, we, we said universe, I don't want to get to know who I am. So the universe said, okay, I'll create a character for you who will, who will pretend to take you away from who you are. That way you can continue on with this illusion and pretend that you know, it's, it was stolen from you. When really you're doing mm-hmm. So reality right. creates, it creates the Illuminati and all the reptilians and devils and shit. And then mm-hmm. we have someone to blame for our own lack of... For lack escape. of using our imagination and our source. A lack of, yeah, lack of paying attention to our true self, yeah. Yeah. Because our yeah. true self is totally fulfilled. Totally fulfilled. Totally. It has no desires, no needs, nothing. So the physical body feels totally lacking. It's the opposite of the true self. Lacking intimacy, lacking security, lacking understanding, lacking food, lacking money, lacking everything. It's just the world of lack. This is the world of the ego. This is the world of ignorance. The physical body and the world that it projects is the world of ignorance. There is no, no... No wisdom here. The only wisdom here is wisdom that is pointing towards the truth. But there is no actual truth itself here. 
This is a world of illusion. This is a world of shadows. Think if we, if we spent our whole lives looking at a sunset and the sun never went down. It's just a, the sun was in our eyes the whole time. It's a beautiful light. But one day we decided to turn around. What we would notice instantly is there's no more light anymore. All we see is shadows on the ground. We're like, what the hell is going on? Where did, where did light go? Okay. Well, there once was light, now there's shadows. But is the light gone? Or all we have to do is just turn around. All we have to do is turn around, and the light's there again. There never right. was any shadow. The shadow was simply us blocking the light. The, but really, a shadow is not a thing. It's not an actual thing itself. It's like darkness is not a thing. It's just the absence of light. So all this bickering that we do back and forth is due to us thinking we are separate from from everything else, and as a result of that, we are vulnerable to harm, physical harm, mental harm, psychic harm, financial harm, sexual harm. We think we can be harmed by any direction at any time. Therefore, we created these ideas within our mind to protect us from harm. And we call these beliefs. So we created an imaginary enemy, okay, with a belief, and then we another imaginary hero with our beliefs to try and counterreact the end and negative enemy with our beliefs. So we created right. negative beliefs, the beliefs, and they're fighting back and forth. But they're all nonsense. Every single one of them, the positive beliefs and the negative beliefs, all of them nonsense. They're just once we realize that it, that reality itself is unlimited, then we have no need to defend any mm. limited viewpoint anymore. What? Who cares? What time it is? Who shot? What? Who won the game? what clothes you're wearing, what you look like. Who cares about anything? Nothing matters. Everything's already infinite. It's just infinite shape-shifting happening 24 hours a day. When is, when is infinite shape-shifting not ever happened? That's only, that's only ever happening, even right now, me speaking, mouth moving up and down. How many cells and molecules and, and electrons and photons are happening right now? Uncountable. Yeah. Zillions. Right. We can't even begin to describe reality. It's so infinite. We can't even begin to describe it. The mere act of describing reality is, a, is a blasphemy, is total blasphemy. Because now you're taking it out of infiniteness and trying to put it into some tiny belief system that's totally illogical because the belief system is totally going to deny all reality. Yeah. So here we are, you know, trying to figure out reality through belief systems, which, which is the problem. I mean, it's not really a problem. It seems to be a problem. Yeah. So well, Renee, they're gonna. We're getting down to our time, and I yeah. want you to give out your information before they cut us off. Sure. Uh, you can reach uh, my website at uh, com. That's I N N E R S O U L T E C H, and you can also reach me on YouTube dot com forward slash Inner Soul Tech. I-N-N-E-R-S-O-U-L-T-E-C-H. And also on Facebook, it's Renee Hamilton, R-E-N-E Hamilton. 
R-E-N-E Hamilton. And underneath that, you'll see my nickname, Power of Soul. And those are some Power ways to reach Power of Soul. And you can also go to the website and sign up for our uh, newsletter as well, for free. And are you giving consultations? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, okay. Basically, uh, you know, it's really just a new, a different viewpoint of reality, kind of like um, learning how to think properly uh, and, mm-hmm. and operate the mind properly will will unhinge all these illusions. So it's not really about awakening or uh, or even ascending. It's really okay. about letting of illusions. And the biggest illusion we have to let go of is the illusion that we exist. And you're, you know, and some people are like, "What do you mean?" Right. Yeah, you. We exist, just not in the way in which we think we exist. That's why any belief about who we are or what we are will only hinder our understanding. Because in the absence of a belief about who you are, you will immediately recognize your your, your true self. And once we let go of all of our beliefs, we will immediately recognize our true self. Immediately. Like, boom. So the beliefs are hindering us getting to know our true self. Funny enough, <laughs> we hang on to our beliefs thinking that is us. In fact, we even bolster that further. So there's no way, there's simply no way that one is going to find out or, or discover who they are through any belief or religion or scientific discovery. Ever. It'll never happen, never has happened, not going to happen. That being said, source or life is unlimited, and anything can happen at any moment, even awakening. Hmm. You could be a mass murderer, kill 100 people, and still awaken out of the illusion. Boom. Just say that, because that is what source wanted to happen. So, are there limits? No. Does there appear to be limits? Yes. Are there, any, are there any absolutes? No. Does there appear to be absolutes? Yes. The only one absolute there is is that you are eternal. And you are dimensionless, meaning there's no properties. You have no properties. You're, there's no height, weight, shape. There's nothing. You are formless, pretty much. Even though we have this body... That, that has a form. Yeah, the body is created out of you. You are the invisible God who is experimenting mm-hmm. with its own imagination. It's like, what am I going to create today? What am I going to imagine? So it, so it imagines all sorts of scenarios, whole other worlds. You imagine a whole, a whole another world because you have a whole list of definitions explaining to you what a world is. Well, the world is Earth, and the Earth is this, and the Earth is that, and people live there, and buildings and cars. You have this whole imagination of this whole world with thousands of different objects and thousands of different scenarios. You, you imagine all of it right now because it's all contained within your memory. And you imagine your memory right now. Right now, you are imagining your memory, right? 
Yeah, I, I mean, well, by us having this conversation, all this is part of of um, our imagination. Everything you know about reality, everything from from the day one to this moment, is held in a memory in your past, allegedly. So you have to mm. reimagine the past every time you wanna uh, look at yeah, that. Yeah, you do. So reality is your own imagination because everything you know about reality is in your memory. It's it's yeah. in our face. It's right there. It's right there. We are imagining reality. It's it's all in our past. It's all in our memory. It's all in our memory. The body hmm. is part of the memory. The body is part of the past. Because in the now, you have no memory of the body. You just have infinite imaginations moving around. Infinite imagination doesn't need memory. Why? What do you need memory for? It's infinitely changing. What, there's nothing needed. There's nothing solid needed to be there. Just, just pay attention. You're imagining everything, literally everything. Like, oh, my God. We thought we were just some little humans on Earth doing whatever. No, man. Everything, every commercial you've seen, the sun, the moon, skyscrapers, mountains, it, that's how your your imagination created that in real time. Like, oh, my God. Start to pay attention, man, because this is the awakening. You know, I wouldn't say the awakening, but let's just say the recognition of the infinite self. Once you start to just acknowledge the, the evidence that's right there in front of you, it's, it's overwhelming, the evidence, that you are infinite. So, so we, yeah. like, cut. We're like coming out of the hypnosis. You're waking. The dream is ending. The dream of limitation is ending. The past is a dream of limitation. Think of that right now. The nowness is infinite imagination, okay? Infinite imagination right now. And everything about the past is always limited. It's never infinite. It's always limited. The past is a dream of limitation. The now is infinite. It's just obvious. Hmm. All right. Well, you made it much clearer each time that uh, I talk to you. It gets clearer, and I understand it better, and I really thank you for that. And we will continue. Perfect. Thank you so much, and I appreciate your uh, opportunity to speak here, and uh, thanks so much, everyone, for listening. Uh, I know the time has got a couple more minutes left, but definitely uh, hit me up on or on the, on the website, if there are more questions, uh, definitely I'd love to answer them. All right. Well, thank you so much, Renee Hamilton, and we'll do this again very soon. Okay. Thank you so much, Beverly. You take care. Okay. Much love. You too. Much love. All right, everyone, until I'll be back Sunday. Peace and much, much love. Sunday at 8 p.m.
making the world healthier, safer, and more efficient. That's the mission for IT professionals at Lidos. And right now, they're looking for the next generation of innovators to help transform the business and change the future of work. Excellent pay and sign-on bonuses available. Security clearance required. Put your software skills to work with Lidos. Learn more at lidos.com slash phx2. That's l-e-i-d-o-s dot com slash phx2. Spark innovation across your federal agency with IT hardware, software, and services from Connection Public Sector Solutions. Your technology procurement challenges will meet their match as Connection's dedicated account managers offer exceptional customer service and our extensive list of supported federal contracts means you'll always get a price that works for your budget. Learn more about innovation for your agency with Connection Public Sector Solutions at connection.com slash fedcontracts.